Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. The Game Boy, the Xbox, the PlayStation 4. Gotta press pause cause your mom's at my door. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. We game all month, give out points and sorts. Better look out, it's another Switch port. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta episode have of the Beat of the Month podcast. This is episode eight. And we're taking a look back at the games we played in the month of October. The theme is scary games or any games having to do with kind of a Halloween theme. My name is Brian, and with me tonight I have Bash. What is it? Emil. Hey, what up, y'all? Muff. I ate the booty once up inside of a Merrimack cheese at McDonald's. Spiral. Hello. Moose. Yo, yo. Dark side. What is going on? And Melbro. What it do? All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into it for the the scary games we played for the month of October. Bash, oh, you play any scary way, games this month? By the way, I was with Muff at McDonald's. Fascinating. Bash, did you uh, <laughs> play any scary games this month? Didn't actually beat one, but I did play uh, Castlevania Bloodlines on the PS4 Castlevania collection. It's weird, it kept glitching out, and my, the menu kept popping up and down. I couldn't get it to quit. It might be something with my controller. But I beat it before, so I'll cover it anyway. It's the one on Sega Genesis. Probably about middle di- middle difficulty compared to the other like old-school Castlevania games. It's like really good graphics and sound for a Sega Genesis game. Like Konami really got their shit down in like 1993. Like Compare that to something like Altered Beast or something. It looks like two different systems. And for the scariness factor, that like creeped the shit out of me when I was a kid. The game's like full, like not full of blood, but like in the first level, it's just dripping around. Like the music's really intense, like right off the bat. They kind of do fake Mode Seven effects even and stuff in like the Leaning Tower Pisa stage. It's like all across Europe, like every level's in a different country. There's one in like the Palace of Versailles in uh, France or whatever. It all takes place during World War One, so there's like one in a. Uh, munitions factory in germany like everything's themed like that there's two playable characters there's like just generic whip guy this one added in a spear guy <laughs> you can like whip guy <laughs> was he a belmont that could be any one of us <laughs> like he isn't a belmont like that's the thing like i think he's like a distant d- descendant or something but yeah the whip guy can do this pole vault move that shoots him straight up like the whole screen and whip guy can swing from ceilings and yeah, spear guy is basically easy mode just because the high jump is just so good, and he, and he can like stab up straight up and at diagonals. Uh, but with guys a little bit stronger. Can you switch what some, character you play as through the game? Uh, you gotta start, it... Yeah, you got to start as one character and just play as them through the whole game. Got it. That's about it's just a standard Castlevania game, just really good graphics and music. Pretty difficult, but not that bad. It does give you limited continues, though. That's the only one in the series I can think of that Ouch. does that. So you're, yeah, are you using up. save states then? Uh, I didn't back in the day when I beat it. I was planning on it if I was going to play on PS4, but it just wasn't working for me. So, What did it originally come out on? Sega Genesis. Oh, Genesis. Wally, have you played Super Castlevania 4? Yes, I did. Which one do you like uh, better? Uh, I think Bloodlines inches it out, but they're both pretty great. I got like two-thirds of the way through that one. I... 
I beat Bloodlines once. It was a why. It wasn't like that long ago, but it was a couple years ago. So yeah, I, I remember like the Europe stuff. I don't remember a lot more than that. I remember more Super Castlevania Four, like specifics, like yeah. when you're jumping across like the chandeliers and stuff. Then I remember the specifics about Bloodlines. I should go back to that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. How'd you play it, Bash? Like, uh, was gonna play it on PS4. But, like, the Castlevania collection was kind of glitching out. I think there's something wrong with my controller. I did beat it on emulator back in the day. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think I used to have the cartridge, but I don't know what I did with it. Let's go more into this controller issue. What the hell's going on there? <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah, that's like the, you got to touch the uh, touchpad in the middle of the PS4 controller. And, like, push it once. Then the menu would, like, keep turning on and off real fast, and they would stop. And I'd try, oh, okay. like, open it up again, and then, like, gotcha. I got another controller. I should probably just try that so, one. But. Something's wrong with the little touchpad thing on the controller, probably. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see what's up. All right, Bash, you play any other scary issues. games? What uh, controller issues you got, Muff? Let's hear about them. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I did play a game with like some scary DLC in it, but I'll just wait till the next round of games to get into that one. <laughs> All right, Emil, you play any scary games for the month of October? I played uh, Little Nightmares. Yeah. And, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty good. I think uh, it it was it kind of left left me feeling empty inside, you know, like <laughs> when I wanted a hug from Dark Side, but like he wouldn't give it to me, you know. <laughs> Lucky so, feeling dead. Uh, Come here, I'll hug you right now. <laughs> but it, I mean, it was good, but I wanted more, and I felt like I, I think there is a sequel or something coming out, right? I, th- I yep. think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming out. So yeah, it, it was interesting, you know. Um, the I mean, it was a cool idea and everything, but I played Cuphead before that, so transitioning from Cuphead, going like boss fights to whatever, to kind of like little nightmares where it's more like slower pace, kind of just figuring out little puzzles here and there. I think that that kind of had a impact on the game for me but i mean it, overall it was all right I, I would say you know i'm probably not going to play the dlc or like the extended piece for the completion um like the complete edition but um it, it was fun for what it was it was like a good six seven hours or something like that i don't really have much would, to say about it would you uh pick up part two or are you not interested in anymore <laughs> uh if it came down to 750 yeah i would <laughs> <laughs> with all the dlc right yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I didn't really play anything else. Um, Melvin, that's one I of watched, your favorite uh, games of all time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like it, man. Yeah, I, I, you know, you know, I hype it up, man. Hype all my but, games up. But yeah, I heard it. Man. I heard it was like limbo for virgins, though. I heard that too. That sounds about right. <laughs> all right, Emil, you got anything else you played in October? No, that was it. Oh, I, I'm playing Hades actually. So I've been oh. playing that, yeah. And, what do you think uh, about that? That's pretty, it's pretty awesome, actually. Um, What's hard's name is Hades? Okay, Hades, you're, you're uh, Hades' son, and you're basically trying to get out of the underworld. And so what you do is every time you try to escape, so you're almost replaying the same thing over and over because you keep getting stronger, which is pretty awesome. But, like, it's frustrating because you have to redo everything. But you're stronger at the same time, so certain things become easier. But you get closer and closer, and basically you're trying to escape to get to, like, Mount Olympus and, like, be with the other gods or talk to the other gods. Because your story, you're kind of figuring it out as you go. 
Um, it's not as clear cut as being just like, hey, I'm Hades' son. There's like other things going on too. It's pretty cool. The animation's awesome. The control uh, specs and everything are really cool. It's fun. I like it a lot. It's really hard, but you get better and better as you go. So, so it, I'm so enjoying it. Since it's a rogue, like right, so like you yeah. know, every time you die, you start over. Yeah, but you, you like, is it the same cutscenes and stuff every time too, or does that like, <laughs> does that change? So things change in the cutscene. Um, certain cutscenes will be the same, like when you're gonna fight another boss, it'll kind of be like a little like you know they'll have their little like one-liners or whatever, and then or you can skip it and just go into the boss battle, or depending on what you do throughout the levels and you get to that boss, it'll be a different. Okay. Cutscene, yeah. So it, it's pretty it's cool. Pretty uh, yeah, pretty yeah, dope. it's pretty cool. So yeah, I picked that up. It was twenty five bucks, but I was like, what the heck? Yeah, I'll wait for so, it. Yeah. Rich it's, ass, rich ass motherfuckers. <laughs> like, oh, I'll pick up some game, twenty five bucks, no big deal. He's bitching about spending seven bucks on Cuphead, but he's <laughs> yeah, no shit. Twenty five on. <laughs> hey, Cuphead, Cuphead, I spent I think twenty, man. What? Premium, premium yeah, price for a premium game. Shit, ten bucks tops. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did, pick up, I did pick up Celeste. I have not played that yet because it was five. You pay sixty for that? I paid five because oh, Melvin. Shout out to Melvin. Damn good taste, man. Damn good taste. Emil, <laughs> when you're playing Hades, do you yeah. have an idea of like how far you've made it compared to how far you need to go to beat it? Um, yeah. So when you get to certain spots and you beat like certain bosses. It shows you, it like flashes to Mount Olympus, and it kind of shows a trail of where you're at or how far you're making it. So you can kind of project, you know, kind of estimate on that, like looking at that kind of that mountain and kind of seeing how far you are on that mountain. So it's, it's it kind of shows you. Like I'm in like oh, wow. the freaking still in the early stages, obviously. So ain't no mountain high. I think there's only. There's only like me from getting to you, Emil. <laughs> so I think there's only like sit between like five to eight bosses only in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's pretty cool. So I, I fought like two or three bosses right now. Hey, Emil, is Hades a dark side game? Hades, is it a dark side game? I mean, if you like, like roguelike, <laughs> Hack and slash type things. I think you like it. I don't I think, think dark, I don't. I've never heard of Darkseid playing any rogue like. So yeah, know. it doesn't sound like a Darkseid game. Maybe but I'm not. glad you enjoyed. Is it a three-hour completionist game? Yes, <laughs> 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 platinum trophy. Right. Three hours. Yeah. Early, <laughs> early minutes. C. Three hours or less platinum. It's Darkseid game. If it's more than that, then it's touch and go. You know. Yeah, it'll probably be more than that. Be on the touch. <laughs> Muff. What? What you play? All right, sorry to interrupt you, Emil. So, for the month, this see, I've been I beat these early on, and, and so it's been a minute. So, but uh, uh, grabbed by Ghoulies, uh, was on the rare replays. <laughs> you mean grabbed by the Ghoulies? <laughs> <laughs> Muff always yeah, plays the director's cut kind of game. So yeah, yeah. Special mode. So. I played the grab by the ghoulies on, on the rare replay and uh, stumbled across it because I was just going through all the different ones. Got this old Atari version of Haunted House. I was playing that. Uh, and then I got grabbed by ghoulies. And that one actually was uh, a lot of fun at first. Uh, the controlling threw me off because 
you don't use no A, you don't use no Y, you don't use no X, you don't use no B, but you just, just be running around. You got the left knob, you got your right knob, and... Are you talking about the controller or something You else? got your doorknob, what else you got? Muff <laughs> just rubbing around Speaking of doorknobs, <laughs> if you remove the doorknob on a door, that is the perfect size for another time so go to the rarity play grab by the ghoulies the controlling you got your left knob to take you up to wherever you want to go but your attacks up on the right knob that took me a minute uh but you get used to it and there's different guns kind of fun kind of kiddish uh but you end up falling into this haunted house ish kind of like haunted house it is it's kind of messed up but this girl that you think is your girlfriend but she friend zones you hardcore but you got you mm, dark side but you gotta (laughs) go save her and uh throughout it there's different skeletons uh zombies uh an obese vampire and an obese vampire? Obese vampire. Wow. I've never seen that and before. And she dances around, chases oh, you up. It. Huh? It's a she. Yeah, some, she. Some fat bitch vampire dances for you and you didn't <laughs> like that? Right up Muff the Alley. Nobody said I didn't like it, Dark Ho. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sounds like a it's a fun game. They got some jump scares up inside there. And what really pisses you off, which first when you don't know what's going on, you just think you're playing, then all of a sudden you die. All of a sudden, Grim Reaper just come up and just start touching you. And, and you die as soon as Grim Reaper touches you. And so the, a lot of times you, you think about how do I avoid him, and it doesn't always work in all the, all the uh, rooms that you have to get these challenges in. And then eventually you learn you can use him to kill all the other skeletons and pirates and shit. I don't even know what the fuck pirates doing in there, but there's pirates up inside there. And uh, then there's this woman in the kitchen, and she cookings, and you gotta get her some recipes. And then you save the girl, and just about to get the kiss, and boom, friend zone. And then you leave her, and game over. So it was all right. Uh, a bunch of missing children in there. I don't know what that's all about, Dark Side. But they're all locked up, chained, gagged. And it's like, that's kind of messed up. Uh, then Were the, the children part... grabbed by the ghoulies? Is that is that the concept? Oh, I couldn't tell you, Brian. I don't know. They were just locked up in chains. All right. So, sounds uh, like a dark side game. Gameplay-wise, it, it sounds like it's almost like a combination between like a twin-stick shooter and Cooking Mama. Is that what I'm hearing? I don't know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I remember so, when this game came out that it was, I believe, the first game that Rare made after they split from Nintendo. So it was mm-hmm. like there was a big spotlight on this game, and it got not fate like great reviews. I, I think it was because it was probably unfairly looked at with criticism because it was that first big game. But overall, what did you, what did you think of it, Muff? Did you like it? I did like it. It got hard at the end. Uh, some of the challenges you have to do. Um, and then the 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 boss battle against the Baron, 
was hard. It, not that I don't like challenging shit, but if you if you get a game that's just like incredibly hard, it kind of takes the fun out of it. This isn't that. It's like on the edge towards the end, um, but you eventually, I mean, you figure things out, and uh, it's definitely. I mean, if it weren't for this month's theme, maybe I would have tried it but not finished it uh but it's not for everybody but I, i'm glad i played it uh, it, was, it was worth the experience i don't know how many hours the game is but uh it wasn't a quick one but it wasn't a long one is rare replay only on xbox or? yeah i believe so yeah uh, yeah that makes sense yeah. so it's on game pass all kinds of other stuff up on there Banjo Kazooie. Oh yeah, they had mounted Banjo Kazooies throughout the house. Like you know how you got deer heads up inside of a house, they had Banjo Kazooie heads up in there. <laughs> how many milks, Muff? Like two. Mm, spoiled. Damn, two milks. Holy shit. <laughs> I also played Madden, and that was 2020 or 2021. Dark Pictures, actually. Man of Madden. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. <laughs> Man of Madonna or whatever. Not Madden. Oh. <laughs> so, Man of Madden, from the beginning, you think you're seeing a love story gone wrong. Uh, but it's actually unflinchingly granular story of exactly what Whoa. happens when a sister and her brother, which is played by Iceman, uh, have too close of a relationship. And then there's <laughs> titty meat throughout the stories. And there's the what? Titty meat. Titty meat. <laughs> and murder. What's the difference between titties and titty meat? It. <laughs> is titty meat is the name of somebody? <laughs> you don't know what titty meat is? I know what titties are, and I know what meat is. I just don't know what the difference is between titty and titty meat. You're just being more specific. Uh, titty it's meat. a subset. Of, it's is it like a beyond, dick between tits? Beyond a cup, I guess. Dark side. I don't know what to tell you if you haven't experienced titty meat by now. <laughs> Fair enough. Continue. Overall, people fail to communicate and <laughs> imagine that <laughs> <laughs> but i really like this game six milks what type of game is it um free it was free <laughs> is it like a game where there's not like actual combat you're just pushing because this is made by the same people that did uh what was that game until Dark Dawn. Side. Yes, Until Dawn. So that game was all like, just like contact sensitive stuff, right? Or it's like quick time events kind of, and you're just making decisions. You're not actually like doing any real combat. Is that this game like that as well? You ever read books, <laughs> Choose Your Own Adventure? Yes. Okay. Kind of like that, but think of that in like a movie type game atmosphere. And... While you, you actually walk around, it's just not all cinematic, but you have to make decisions. But you have to walk around someplace, you have to sneak around, and sometimes you have to do little things like there'd be a meter, you got to try to hold your breath. 
And when that goddamn A button don't work and you get caught, bitches die. It sounds like Until Dawn, where, yeah, it's the same thing. Until okay. Dawn did play kind of like Resident Evil 2-ish, in a way. There was a lot of quick-time events and decision-making in that, too. I, I don't... I didn't Resident Evil shit, so I, I couldn't tell you about that. Muff, how do you pick your games? Like, how did you decide to play this? Good Free. question. Free. Free. But there's a lot. So any game that you see that's free, you just, you know, if it meets the theme, let's just go after it. It's a starting point. Uh, And then amongst the free, it's do I feel like trying this or do I not? Um, It's my mood. Uh, It's hunting season, so I'm sleepy a lot. I don't even know how I'm up right now. But uh, that plays a factor in games. If I have to put a lot of concentration into it. That sounds exhausting, so right. it's probably not going to happen. Uh, but it's got to hook me. Like, The Witcher, y'all like The Witcher, first 30 minutes didn't hook me, so I, I didn't touch it again. You, you, you got to be able to hook me early on. Um, covers, covers matter. Uh, the cover of the game? Like the box art of the game? Cover of a game absolutely <laughs> has, has to sell you. Was there, was there titty uh, meat on it? Yeah, was there titty meat on the cover? <laughs> <laughs> no. Got him. <laughs> so, no, but there Muff, was not any titty meat on the Muff, cover, they, but Iceman was on the cover. They say don't judge a game by its cover. Isn't that <laughs> That's a good point. said that shit. <laughs> when you say Iceman. VHS tapes, man. When you say Iceman, do you mean from, like, Top Gun? X-Mans. Oh, X-Men. Okay. Yeah, Iceman. Is this a dark he side was game? In the, he was in The Following. Y'all ever watch The Following? With Kevin Bacon? That one? Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Not Van Bacon. You got the wrong <laughs> guy. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> Kevin Bacon, Footloose guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was in the following, and Iceman was in the following. That was a good show. So Iceman was up inside of it, and that helped. And he was one of the characters uh, in the game. Dropped the door is, on his ass. This is going to be like a five-game series, I believe. Or I know there's multiple games that they're planning to put out. Are you are you going to play more of the games in the series, Muff? I have no idea if they're going to be connected, though. They might just be, like, thematically connected. If they might do, like, a Valentine's Day game and, like, a Christmas game. You can just keep playing them every month. <laughs> All right, Muff, what else you got for October? So... I just been playing. I didn't finish it. I think I'm close. Uh, but I, I downloaded and played Mama Doo Doo, and that's a fun game. <laughs> What's the game really and... called? Because I bet I bet it's not that. <laughs> Mama Dora, like Revere Under the Moonlight. That's Mama Doo Doo, and so it's a, actually a really good game. Uh, it looks simple. Kind of like Mario, how basic that is, okay. uh, but a lot better, actually. About a lot of games. Man, that, that's fighting words right there, yo. So it's not necessarily side-scroller, because 
you go left to right, right to left, up, down, uh, and you get different abilities that you can add to help uh, you throughout the game. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, I, I really don't know how what type of game to compare to because um, you'll see some similarities, almost like a Shantae feel to it, Mario maybe, uh, but it's it's one of those games, it's like, it's not incredibly hard, it's not simple, but you'll have fun. It's, it's not just like, oh, here, you win. You have to play it and put some effort into it, but you it's at a level to where you can actually freaking enjoy it. And one of the... Uh, the main bosses who's on the cover. Um, it was, it was, you look at the graphics of the game, and it's just like, okay, that looks maybe eight bitish, all right. But then you get to uh, the, like one of the, probably the main boss. I haven't gotten to the end yet, but it's pretty close. And you, you fight her, and you could tell they put a lot of effort into her. And it's almost mm-hmm. like maybe some I don't know maybe Contra. You know how uh, 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 like a boss shows up. But they're not like right there. It almost looks like they're in the background, but you're actually attacking them. Um, I don't know. Maybe not Contra. I think Contra. I don't know. Uh, but, like Sixteen bit graphics. Ish. Yeah. It, 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 that's fair. Between eight and sixteen. Yeah. And uh, to fight her, she drops these like balls up onside you, and you have to try to avoid them. And to attack her, instead of like trying to aim up and hit her. You have to start punching her in the titties. <laughs> and it's just like, this is the greatest game ever. <laughs> and so I've beaten them titties. And That's the I theme with it. these games that you've been playing recently. Right. <laughs> That's a muff theme of the month right there. October's my favorite month, man. I love Halloween. So is this game scary? To some people, probably you, Brian. It'd probably scare you. <laughs> but I, I'm into this freaky shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is this is Mama Doodoo. I've been trying to look this up while we've, no, we've been the live The game's here. called Mama Dora, like Revere Under the Moonlight. <laughs> right. I knew he was saying it wrong. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> it was close. You got to know Muff Bonics. Wow. It's a good game. Y'all yeah, should I, try it. I, I Mama Doodoo. All I found was Baby Shark shit. So yeah, that's the same. <laughs> All right, Muff, you got anything else for October? I don't know, probably. Are we talking about Among Us? No, I didn't beat anything else. I don't know. If I did beat it, I forget. I don't know. I'm playing Matt. No, we, we're not talking about other shit we play. No, I'm done. Yeah, they're just scary games. Yeah, just scary games. Yeah, I played other scary games, but, <laughs> go, I, but I don't know. I thought you played some game. It was like a costume quest or something. Or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, didn't you play costume that? quest? Yeah, I played Costume Quest. That was fun. So, there you uh, go. I just beat that the other day, right? Oh boy. I, so. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Was it uh was it scary? Well yeah. There's uh the <laughs> <laughs> boy and girl, they fightings, and mama said, Hey bitches, shut up and go get some candy and then you become one and you got this cheap ass looking costume, uh robot. And the other one becomes a knight. And you can just, like, cardboard, paper mache, whatever costumes. Fun kid shit. But then the battle system. All of a sudden, they start hulking out. And the graphics are clean and tight. The outfits are amazing. The graphics and all that shit. It takes you back to, like, uh, stick of truth type shit. 
when uh, uh, Butters come up with his broke-ass Captain Chaos, and then all of a sudden he fights, and it's like, oh, shit. And that was really cool. And then there's like eight or ten different costumes to get up in there, and the graphics on that shit's really cool, each with different abilities. Uh, then you can add like different perks to them to fight, and... Uh, uh, you go through the different levels throughout the town. You have to trick or treat um, in order to get to, because uh, you have to collect candy. Candy is like a form of currency. Uh, and then uh, this bitch with stamps, you have to buy her stamps. That's your upgrades and shit. And then the parents, they you, you trick or treat. They shut the lights off. You go on to the next one. You got different quests. You have to do all kinds of quests. Not incredibly challenging. They're they're fun enough. That's the thing. I like games that it's not just like, oh, here, you did it. Yay. Participation trophy. Eat a dick. No, you got to do some <laughs> shit. But then it's but it's fun to keep you keep playing and you're having a good time to where you're not frustrated throwing shit across the room. Twenty pound doorbells or shit. But uh, that's a good game. I, I, I would definitely recommend Costume Quest. I'll probably play two because I own it. So I ain't got to pay shit for it. So, I'll play two. Better or worse than Mario? Which Mario? Any of them. Better. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a game, dark side game. This game's a bit unique because it's an RPG, but it's very short, right? Like, it's like 10 hours long or something. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it took me probably 8 to 10 hours, and it is RPG, um, and it's turn-based. I, I like turn-based RPGs. Uh, as much as I love Final Fantasy XI, turn-based turn RPGs are like my roots. And uh, that was definitely another good aspect of it. A fun game. This yeah, is a good also, month for me. It's also very, it's a very funny game. It was a Tim Schafer game. Um, I played it about 10 years ago. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know if I've played a Tim Schafer game from start to finish. For some reason, his sense of humor doesn't really click with me that much. But I've been, I, I've thought about playing this game for a while. Just never got around to it. Who is Tim Schafer? He, he did, made Costume uh, Quest. Yeah, he did Costume Quest. <laughs> he did Maniac Mansion back in the day. And then... Um, Psychonauts. Yeah. Uh, okay. Marble Madness. I don't think he did Marble Madness. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Sp- Spiral, uh, you play any games for October? Scary games? Yeah, I played, I played two games that meet the theme of Halloween that are not, one wasn't necessarily scary, one was kind of scary. Uh, the first one I played was Plants vs. Zombies. So, <laughs> obviously the zombie theme, <laughs> Halloween. Um, apparently it's kind of a well-known game. I had no idea. I had this download on Xbox uh, Games with Gold for a while. Um, so my strategy, Melvin, when looking at games for themes of the month is to first go through my library of downloaded Xbox Live games and finding anything that meets the theme. So that's where I found uh, Plants vs. Zombies. So I came into it not knowing anything about this game, just dove right into it, and it was actually really, really fun. Um, it's a, I think there's a genre, it's like power, tower defense. defense. Yeah, it's probably yeah. one of the most popular tower defense games. And basically, you start on the left side of the screen, there's like a, like a kind of like a board. Where you can position things like a, like a like um, a board game, and you uh, you farm 
this sunshine that grows these uh, these flowers and that earns you points. And with those points, then you can select uh, what you're going to like, what tool you're using to protect your house from these zombies coming in from the right side of the screen. So um, you kind of farm these this this the stuff, and then you pick your your tools from a limited amount of tools that you can pick from, which grows as as you get farther in the game, um, and then you attack the zombies. And the 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 goal is to not let the zombies reach your your house. And there's like five rows, um, and they come at you randomly. And all the zombies have different types of abilities. Like first first starts out the zombies super easy. Uh, you create like these pod shooters. You grow these plants that shoot pods. They shoot at random intervals, and you and you kill a zombie pretty easily. But as you get further along in the game, the zombies that that um, sprout up are uh, much tougher. They have armor. They have special abilities. Um, some are a little bit faster than the others. Some are very heavily armored. Some come from the sky. Some come underground. So it's definitely cool to come up with your strategy of how you want to defend your house from these hordes of zombies coming in um and then there's three different level types one is kind of just a regular um um house with uh with like grass and, and the outdoors the second is um a house with a pool in the middle so you got to use different uh tools or different uh, weapons to that you can you can uh, plant on the water like at the plant you have to plant a lily pad and then something on top of that then there's zombies that come by and uh swim by and eat the lily pads and things so it's different things you got to worry about as far as strategy goes and what weapons to use uh, the third one is nighttime so at night uh, you don't get as much sunshine so you got to plant mushrooms um, which don't give you as as much um, as much sunshine to farm farm your uh, your weapons and your plants to attack the zombies and then the last one's a roof level where you have catapults that kind of go up in the sky and land on um, the zombies coming from the other side of the roof. So anyway, it's a really cool game. I really enjoyed it. Uh, my first exposure to a tower defense game. Um, and it took me about, I'd say, 10 hours to complete. Um, so it wasn't very long, which was cool. It was definitely a good palate cleanser for me coming from long RPGs uh, to these shorter type games. And there is a way to finish the game. I was talking to some of my cousins about this game. They didn't think there was a way to finish it, but you can finish the game. Um, there's a boss at the end that you have to beat. Uh, Difficulty-wise, it wasn't that difficult. Um, I was kind of trying to go really quickly through the game. So there's a couple times where I had to look up some strategy. Uh, but for the most part, if you play it, it's, uh, it's pretty easy to get through and isn't that long of a game. I'm not sure if it's a dark side game or not. Ten hours might be too long for dark side. Oh, know. it's a dark side game. I I've played it. <laughs> um, at the very end when you finish the game there's this super cool like pop song that plays I have to download it I forgot to, to do that but uh, it was definitely a fun Halloween cute game I recommend it I'm not sure how many milks it would be but if, <laughs> if I'm in a star system I'd say probably 4 out of 5 stars it was a cool damn game. sing the song I can't I can't do it justice god damn it is it co-op was... it can be yeah and there's is this um, one or two. This is the original. Oh, the original. Okay, got yeah. it. And then there's uh, also mini games that you can do as well. There's different modes as to unlock some of the achievements, which I tried out. Um, uh, you can uh, you can play like bowling mode or a survival mode, which is kind of like Gears of, of War Horde, where they keep on coming at you. Um, 
So it was definitely a cool game. There's a lot, there's a lot of replay value. I think I'll probably go back to it at some point to try the different uh, mini games and things. But I will join uh, you. Definitely a cool game. I, I recommend. It. I think Moff, I think Moff, you'd definitely like it. There's definitely a lack of titty meat, but I think you would enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> It's like a good game to like pick up and play for like five minutes and then go do something else, you know? Yeah, like, it is. Exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. I was very addicted to it. I would get up in the morning and start playing it because it's so easy to get into. Right. Not very complex. Anybody can play it. Um, really good Looking interface. For a new cell phone game. So. Exactly. Yeah. So did you play this on your cell phone or did you play it on Xbox, Spiral? I play it on my Xbox. Is it the same game? They just ported it from mobile, or is it different for the console? Um, as far as I know, it's the same game. Um, looking at like the PC version, I, I think graphically there's some differences. The mobile version, I'm not really sure, um, but I believe it's almost the same game. Yeah, it is basically. I played it on the PlayStation 3, and I also played it on my iPhone. Um, the iPhone version has ads, which sucks, but it's basically the same game. And there's fun <laughs> characters like Crazy Dave. It's, yeah, it's a cool game. <laughs> Didn't they make another one that was like 3D? Or like a different perspective or something like that? Like Garden Warfare or something? Yeah, I think there's at least three games in the series. Yeah, the Garden Warfare is basically like a third-person multiplayer shooter. Mm. So yeah, that was the first game I played. Uh, the second theme game I played was uh, Call of Cthulhu, which I played on the Xbox One. I think it was released in 2018. It was, uh, it was a, a free uh, Games with Gold with Xbox Live game. I downloaded like last October. Uh, Microsoft releases October um, f- uh, Halloween themed games every year. So this came out last year for uh, free on Xbox Live. Um, it's uh, it's a survival horror role playing game, but the role playing mm. aspect is very very weak. Um, I'm sure Costume Quest is, is more of a role playing game than uh, Call of Cthulhu. But basically, it's a first person type game where you interact with the environment there's really no action and it is pretty creepy it's got a a, a creepy vibe to it the music's very atmospheric uh playing late at night i was definitely creeped out in, in, a, in a couple different areas uh story-wise you you are a private investigator set in the 20s you're an alcoholic so mafia might like that part of it and you go around <laughs> you get hired by some rich dude to uh explain uh, investigate the killing of, of his daughter on this uh, on this island off the coast of Massachusetts. I think it's called like Dark Water or something like that. So you go to the island, Dark Water, and you explain <laughs> and you explore it, and you go to different locales. Like there's a mental institution you get locked up in. So lots of definite, definitely uh, horror type tropes like that. Um, there's a haunted house, a haunted manor. And then uh, towards the end of the game, people become zombies, and that's where the where, there's where a little bit of action comes into play. But for the most part, you're just interacting with the environment, talking to different characters, opening up new dialogue scenes, exploring things. Uh, again, it's a very short game for me, at least ten hours long. Um, and as far as the horror factor goes, really the only scary part for me is this is this level where this thing comes out of the, of a painting. It's called a shambler. And it chases you around, and you've got to find a weapon to beat it. And you don't have really any clues as what you have to do. You just run around, and this thing follows you and kills you. And it took me like 45 minutes to finish that level um, <laughs> because it was just trial and error. And finally, I figured it out. And uh, playing at like midnight, it was definitely creepy. 
trying to outrun this thing, chasing you. Uh, overall, it was it was a pretty good game on on a five star scale. Probably give it like three, maybe, uh, just because the role playing elements are very very low. Um, they mark it as a role playing game, but you earn experience points. But as far as I know, don't really even um, unlock any different abilities for you. Um, doesn't change your character at all. Uh, I think there's multiple endings for the game. Uh, there's different things you can do that kind of change your path. Though it has that choose your own adventure type theme that Muff was talking about. Um, but overall, it's not really role playing. It's more of like just like uh, interactive. Um, I don't know, like exploration type of game than me. And there's puzzles, but the puzzles aren't that difficult. You just got to find things. Uh, the voice acting is actually really, really good. So that was cool. Um, the character designs are pretty cool. The monsters are pretty cool. Um, the storyline's kind of inco incoherent for, for me. Um, it was hard to follow, to tell you the truth, what was going on. Um, I feel like video games in general sometimes have difficult stories to understand. And this one definitely was all over the map. But it had things like cults and mental institutions and violence and gore and monsters and things like that. So definitely hit, hit the Halloween theme. Would you say that the uh, voice acting is better or worse than Mario 64? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that it's uh, on par with Mario 64. Oh, that bad. Um, uh, I don't know if it was uh, it could match the ethnic, ethnic uh, Italian voice acting of Mario 64. Here we but, go. But uh, <laughs> it was it was close. I say maybe a notch above Mario 64. Oh, okay. What, what's this called? Call of Cockatoodle Do? <laughs> Call of Cockadoodle Do. That's yeah. what it's called. In my yes, that is the correct translation. <laughs> Do you know, is this only on Xbox or is it on other systems too? No, it's on, it's a, it's a, it's on everything. Is it? Maybe not no, the Switch yet. Yeah. And this, it, we talked about this a bit before, but this is unrelated to the Call of Cthulhu game that came out on the original Xbox, right? Like, not related to that at all? As far as I know, it's not. It's named after a book from, like, 80 years ago, so... And I don't even know, like, they don't even explain... Lovecraft, what, I think. They don't even explain what Cthulhu is. Like, I know that's a famous name in horror and, and, and fantasy and sci-fi, but they don't even really explain what Cthulhu is in the game. It's like a god or something. Yeah, Cthulhu's a god of... Uh... Something, the ocean or the underworld or some mm -hmm. shit. Some, some, one of the dark crazy. ones. That makes sense then. All right, Spiral, you play anything else? Played another time? game, but we'll talk about that later. It's not, uh, it's not theme related. All right, Dark Side, you want to go over the scary games you played for the month of October? <laughs> oh, well, I got a good one. I played uh, one of the greatest games ever made, uh, 2008's Dead Space. Yep. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Like is it, it's about space. Yes. <laughs> takes, <laughs> takes place in space. <laughs> uh, basically, this is a third-person survival horror action game. Uh, takes place in the year 25, whatever. Um, you're an engineer, and you're being sent to a gigantic spaceship, and this gigantic spaceship needs repairs, and some shit went down on that ship. So you and a few other people are sent to go fix it and find out what's going on. And also your girlfriend's on the ship, and she sent you a message. She's all like, everything's fucked. And you're like, all right, I'll come help. And you show up, and everything's fucked. 
everything's broken everybody's dead everyone that's not dead has been turned into like mutant monsters that try to kill you every second of the time that you're there um it's amazing it's fucking atmospheric it's got great music great graphics i was hard the whole time i platinumed it fucking one of the greatest games i ever played i've played it at least five times in my life already damn i didn't know you played it that much yeah i think me this, too actually yeah. this last time i played it uh, on impossible difficulty and holy crap was it so intense because like on impossible you know a couple hits you're dead you know and sometimes you're in a room with like six or seven of these they're called uh, necromorphs and you know like you get hit hit a couple times and you, you're dead you know um and the whole shit the most the intense neck- part of the game is before you get to that first shop cuz you don't like have anything you only have like the pistol basically and like yeah uh the thing with the the necromorphs is uh you can shoot them all you want they won't die you have to dismember them you have to shoot their arms and legs off and they'll still keep coming you shoot the legs off they'll still crawl after you no matter what and uh, uh bash mentioned the shops you'd think that those are safe areas but no the, the fucking enemies can get you at the shops, too. They so, don't wait until you're coming out of the shop, and then you'll see it standing right behind your shoulder. Like. Yeah, they can go through the vents and, and shit, and I was terrified the whole time. Even though I had already played it four times before, like, I was on edge the entire time. Absolutely. So you already knew everything, and you were still shitting britches? Well, I haven't played it for about three years, so I didn't know everything, but I had an idea of what to expect. Uh, you know how Moose hates the controls of Resident Evil 4? This yes. fixes all those control issues. Like, this controls, like, your standard uh, third-person shooter for 2000, whatever it came out, 2008. And uh, it holds up today. Like, it's it's still controls great. Everything's perfect. One of my all-time favorites. It looks great, too. Like, they did the shadows and everything just right. Yeah, it's it, very atmospheric. You make it sound interesting, but for some reason, man, I just, I, I don't give a shit about space. <laughs> <laughs> like every, every time, like, space is involved, like, it's boring. Like, what was that Sandra Bullock movie, Gravity? That shit was boring as fuck. Oh, it's Gravity boring. was terrible. <laughs> fuck Neil Armstrong. Gravity, gravity yeah. sucks. This is basically about, Gravity of the game. Melvin, did you ever see Event Horizon, that horror movie with uh, the Jurassic Park guy? No, I was in space. It wasn't space. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't care about space. Man. I mean, they're, they're on spaceships, you know, so they're not literally like just floating in space. Like that's the movie, but. <laughs> Starship Troopers. No, fuck that. I need shit on Earth, man. Fuck space. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think of Super Mario Galaxy, Melvin? <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> I, Melvin got got. Okay. Um, I also played uh, Resident oh, wait, Evil Zero. Oh, side, go ahead. Sorry. For, for Dead Space, wasn't it like the first game had like no talking, and then the second game had a bunch of dialogue added to it, and then the third game is like co-op, and like didn't they kind of stray away from that like isolation and space theme? Yeah, of the first yeah game? they definitely fucked up the series by the third one. Um, the first game, yeah, the, guy, the main character's name is Isaac Clarke, and he doesn't say a word throughout the whole game. And... That then the second game he talks throughout all of it, which was a little odd, but they the second game did a really good job of making his sanity part of the game because he's kind of lost his mind a little bit. 
So it actually adds to the scares in that game. Um, and then the third game, yeah, it's kind of co-op and more actiony. And the first couple hours of that game are tough to get through. But if you're able to get through the first couple hours of the third game, it's not bad. I really liked his voice actor in the third game, too. He's, like, really good at just freaking the fuck out at shit. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, lots of screaming. Like, fuck you! Get out of my way! Yeah, when he stomps too many times, he's like, you die, motherfucker! Like, every time he stomps. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What system was this for, Drugs? I had PS3? PS3. I played it on PS3. It's available on PS3, um, and it was on 360 and PC also. Highly recommend Platinum, motherfucker. So I also (laughs) played uh, Resident Evil Zero. We kind of talked about that a little bit when uh, we did the Resident Evil deep dive. But uh, not great. I'll just say that since I already played it, or since we already talked about it. And I also played The Walking Dead, A New Frontier, which is the third season of The Walking Dead uh, video game franchise, The Telltale Games. Also not great. Um, The first two games, uh, the main character uh, was Clementine, was her name. And uh, this game takes a different approach and has her in the game, but she's not the main character. You don't play as her. Um, I don't know why they did that, because she was an interesting character, and they were evolving her character. And her character does evolve in this game, too, but she's not the focus. So it kind of sucks. The main character's name is, like, Javier Garcia, and, you know... Zombie shit, blah, blah, blah. My brother's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I'm fucking his wife, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Are they actually characters from the show, or are they made for the game? All made for the game. No, nobody okay. from the, the show or the comic is in this. Oh, really? I thought Clementine the was in the comic, it? no? Was she? I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought she was, but I mean, I never read the comic, so I don't really know. Yeah. If she was, I wasn't aware of it. I didn't read the comic, so I'm talking on my ass, so. So am I, but what's new? (laughs) Is it the typical, like, comic book graphics? Um, It's the same graphics as the previous two entries. Yeah, it it looks more akin to the comic book than, say, like, realistic. And it's in color, right? Yeah. It's kind of drab. Yeah, it's kind of a drab color to kind of mimic the black and white, but still color. Um, one thing I, I should say something positive about it. One aspect of it I did like, you know, you can um, choose your own path per se. You know, you're given a lot of options uh, when it comes to dialogue, and uh, um, the majority of the game, um, you are with your brother's wife because you guys got separated when the shit hit the fan. Oh dear. And uh, it, you know, it takes place. Uh, in the beginning, and then it fast forwards a few years. So the assumption ah. is that your brother is hurt, your brother's dead, and so, um, you know, it's been a few years past that. So from the get go, it seems that she's into your character, uh, Javier. So you're given the option to either like flirt back or to kiss or to hold hands and all that shit, hmm. and, or not. And I did none of it. I I fucking like left her cold the entire time. I was a complete asshole to her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then spoiler alert, find out your brother's alive. And uh, you know, he's a fucking asshole. So he was pissed. Like, what? Like, are you cheating on my wife? And I was like, no man, I didn't do anything. And then she's like, yeah, he didn't do anything. And it was funny. 
So it's similar to like season one of the walk of the TV show Walking Dead. Yes, similar except for I didn't fuck the wife. But you coulda. I coulda. <laughs> but I didn't. If Muff Maybe played the opportunity. Yeah, Muff would have totally banged her. What was her name? I don't know. <laughs> That's a deal breaker for me. <laughs> yeah, not everybody can have such an appealing name like Muff. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Might be the most honorable thing you've ever said. Ever said. <laughs> Dark Side, I thought you'd played all these Walking Dead games, no? How many seasons are there? Um, official seasons, there are four. Um, there was a couple spinoffs, I think, but uh, this was officially season three. Are you going to play the fourth one? I will, whenever it's cheap. Because I heard it wasn't that great, and this one wasn't that great, and I'm not going to pay full price for it. I mean, that it's, company's out of business now, right? Telltale right. Games, so that's pretty much end of the road for that, I would think. Yeah. It's all Dark yeah, Side's fault. Pretty much. Um, the first season is it, absolutely wonderful. Uh, if you guys haven't played it, give it a try. Uh, well worth it, but not this one. All right. Dark Side, you got anything else for October? No, nah, that's pretty much it. All right, Melbro, what uh, what scary games did you play for the month of October? All right, for the month of October, so I kicked it off with Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, so we talked about that on our um, Resident Evil 2 podcast. If you guys haven't heard that, go check that out. But um, overall, dope game. I really enjoyed the originals as a kid, so I wanted to go back and check this one out. And I think they really did a good job with it. You know, Resident Evil 4 was my favorite of the series, and I feel like this was very similar to that. Um, so I had, had a good time with it. The only downfall, you know, and I also mentioned this on the podcast, was I recently played The Last of Us 2, so I did do a lot of comparisons between the two games. And I feel this lacked in some areas that they, you know, could have done a little bit better in. But overall, it was a good game. You know, check it out and, you know, check out my full thoughts on, on the last uh, Resident Evil Deep Dive episode. Really check out Dead Space, though, man. It's, like, really close to that. Like, really? Like, is it made by Capcom, too? Uh, it's, like, uh, shit, who made it? Dead Space, was though. EA. EA. Or published, at least, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, y'all, I'll look into it. Check it out. It's in it's space, like 15 bucks top nowadays. Can I get it on PS4 or no? Uh, I don't know if you can or not. I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I've looked earlier, but... Uh, I also played a bunch of DLC for Little Nightmares. So just overall, I was a little hesitant, man, because uh, DLC, nine times out of ten, is, is shit for for most games, in my opinion. Um, if it was good, they would probably just include it in the original game. I feel like usually just like add-on bullshit that they, you know, try and charge you ten bucks for. Um, Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like Smash Brothers, you know, just bullshit they. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, most DLC five bucks bullshit. a character, you know, or Breath of the Wild bullshit. Yeah, that was bullshit too. That DLC. <laughs> that DLC but, uh, was good for Breath of the Wild, anyway. <laughs> if you have the palette of a toddler, yeah, but. Oh my god! Oh shit! Boom, <laughs> Brian the toddler. Uh, but I, yeah, I played a uh, little Nightmares DLC. So there was three different DLC um, add-ons. The first one was uh, one called uh, The Deaths, where you were chasing, a, like running around from this like 
the swimming grandma that was trying to kill you. <laughs> it sounds funny, but it was terrifying. Yeah, I didn't like that one as much. I mean, I was I, I was just really just trying to get through it. It wasn't. It didn't really, you know. It left me empty inside, like 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 a meal said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> left me uh wanting more. So then the second one that I played, it was called um, The Hideaway. And in this one, uh, let me think. You were like running from this giant like clay man, and it was okay. Um, nothing. It kind of told some of the backstory of like these little gnome creatures that you see in the game, which was cool, and how they tied them in, and like how they became those gnome creatures. So it did like enhance and add some story to a, a game that was kind of foggy for me. So I thought that was cool, but uh, overall, I wouldn't recommend it. But the last one, though, dude, um, the last one was called the Resistance. The Resist? No, it was called. Um... I said the high, the residence. The residence, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, so dude, this last DLC was probably the best DLC I've played in my life. It was that good. Like this this one DLC pack was probably better than the entire game uh of Little <laughs> Nightmare. Like this this was some top notch DLC, dude. Like Damn, here comes the hype train. Yeah, the hype train. <laughs> 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 So it was like 90 minutes, man, and you were like... Wait, hold uh, on, Melvin. Let me get my popcorn. Get it, man. It was like 90 <laughs> minutes of DLC, right? And you were like um, going through a different character, but like uh, interacting with the last boss of the, of the of the first part of the game. And it was like jump scenes all throughout, and it was like these creepy people like coming... Through. It was like... It was so dope, man. It was it was really good. There were a lot of like moments where you were just, just like jumping like, oh, shit, I didn't expect that. You would go through a door... And you would, you know, walk in and, and a bunch of little creatures start chasing you and shit. And it's just like, oh, shit. Um, play it at night. You know, definitely uh, check it out if you are into, you know, indie scary games. I would definitely recommend this one. It's, this made uh, the, the complete edition well worth the seven bucks on Switch. 750, man. 750. 750. Would you say this is better or worse than Super Mario Sunshine? <laughs> I haven't played Super Mario Sunshine yet. Oh, enough said. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you ask if it's better or worse than Super Mario Galaxy 2? Oh, wait, that's the highest reviewed game of all time. So nothing I think started. <laughs> I was waiting for that. But yeah, um, I'll probably wait before I buy Little Nightmares 2. It's an okay game. I, I like the visuals of it a lot and the way it looks. It's kind of cool, but. I hate, like, after you die, how long it takes to load the game up. Yeah. That, like, really... Yeah, that kind of messes kinda, it up for me. This should be a game where, like, if you die, it loads right back up, but it's like you're waiting, you know, 45 seconds. And did you notice some load. of the... Melvin, some of the controls were not that tight. Yeah, like, they, when they're running, tight. Yeah, 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 when you're running and you need to jump real quick or grab on, then it's like there's, like, a little bit of a lag to where, like, All it right. can mess you up and then you got to wait for the load screen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So did that, you that play this on Nintendo as well, Emil? I played it on the Switch, yeah. Oh, that 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 says enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, on the PS4, it, it loaded quickly. I don't know what the problem is with yeah. you guys. I watched Tikarushita play it on PlayStation. It was crisp, nice and yeah. smooth. It was great. That's that, good, but when the update Switch the play, lag, man. When the PlayStation updates come on, I have to wait like three years. That's probably because I have the That's PS3. True. But. Yeah, you have the <laughs> PS3. <laughs> 
I did all play the original Little Nightmares on PlayStation, but I only played the DLC on Switch. And I will say, like, visually, it looks a lot better on PlayStation. I mean, as expected, but you can really tell a difference um, and just how crisp the game looks on PlayStation versus uh, Switch. So you bought so the game you do- twice, Melvin? I bought the yeah I, yeah the the DLC. I wanted to buy the I wanted to play the DLC for this month, and each DLC pack on PlayStation was like three bucks each. But I can just buy the full game on Switch for seven dollars with the DLC, so I just bought oh, it on Switch. What a bargain on the Switch, man! It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Switch coming through sales, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that true. deal was also on the PlayStation Four. I bought it for seven bucks at one point. The complete edition? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. He don't know. He's just guessing. <laughs> oh, I know. I have the receipt right in front of me. <laughs> That's a Burger King receipt, bitch. <laughs> Rodeo Burger. Yeah, I didn't fucking win either, man. Trying to get a PlayStation 5, I didn't win. And then right, the Bell last Bro. game I played um, that was in the scary thing was the best game that I played this month, uh, which was Luigi's Mansion 3. Dude, this game was dope, man. Um, first of all, just visually, this is probably one of the best-looking games you'll see on Switch, to be honest. Like, the visuals in this game and just, like, the background and how you interact with them, it really looks like you're playing, like, a, a anime cartoon. Like, I've never seen a Mario game even look this good before. Like, they really have this fine-tune to look like a perfect game, man. Um... Because the controls were fun, and, and, and one of the things that I really enjoyed about this is, like, the co-op. So I played this game from start to finish with my wife. We've been playing it for, like, a year now, um, you know, just when we find time. Um, so it's took us a long time to beat it, but a lot of fun, man. Some of the boss fights are pretty unique. Um, it's a fun game to play in co-op. Yeah, start to finish. Good game. Yeah, I liked Great it a game. lot, too. I, like, every room of the hotel was unique and, like, fun right. to go through. And, like, there's one scene where you're going into, like, a, like a dinosaur exhibit. Yeah. And then every time, like, the lightning strikes and it, like, goes dark for a second, then the dinosaur, like, changes position and stuff. Like, it just cool touches <laughs> like that throughout right. the game. It was really cool. And you can just see, like... But is this actually in a mansion, or...? It's in a hotel. Yeah. This time. Yeah, part three. <laughs> And, like, you can, like, look at the animation on Luigi's face as he's walking through and, like, you know, he'll see, like, you'll hear a noise and you can just see, like, his face just, like, get scared. It's just, like, little touches like that. They really outdid themselves on this game. Did you play any of the other games in the series, Melvin? No, this is my first time playing it, so I'm not sure if I'm just, you know, missing out on good, you know, games. But, yeah, this is my first time diving into a Luigi's Mansion game. The third one is probably the best. Um, The first one was cool because it was more like you're, you're in a mansion. And it's more like you're exploring the mansion. Like the hotel was cool, but it was like each section was like compartmentalized, where it's kind of like individual levels where the first one was more of like like Resident Evil almost, where there's a big mansion and you're kind of like getting keys to like unlock different places and you're kind of like exploring around and stuff. But yeah, the second one was all mission based for the DS or the 3DS. Um, And it it was okay, but yeah, the third one's probably the best one of the series. But I would check out the first one. I think right now it got ported to the 3DS. I don't think it's on Switch, but the first one's pretty cool. Alright. They should do I'll an just, HD port of that one. Yeah, I'll keep a lookout for it if it comes, man. This third one really hooked me. But, I mean, the, the best thing that stuck out about this game is just visually how beautiful it looks, man. When you guys, like, pop this game into your Switch, you'll just be amazed that they made a Switch game look this good. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. 
uh, one thing about uh, the original Luigi's Mansion that I really liked is uh, that Luigi would actually hum the music as he's walking through the mansion. Does he do that in the third one? I can't remember. Brian, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, I I don't remember if he does it in the third one either. But yeah, he's like, ah, da, 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 da. yeah, I, it's such a little thing, but I always like thought it was just cool. But, was the like original he, on N64? No, it was GameCube launch. GameCube. Launch game GameCube. Okay. Which is why I think it kind of got a bad rap on the GameCube because people you were expecting Mario. Mario. Yeah, they wanted Mario, and then you get this Luigi game, and it doesn't play like a Mario game, and it was very short. The first one on GameCube was just like it was like five or six hours long, I think, to beat it. So I think people were kind of disappointed. But I mean, it's a solid game if you don't have like kind of unreasonable expectations for it. What did you think about Luigi? Guiji was pretty cool. I could see that being a lot of fun co-op. I played it by myself, so like flipping back and forth was a little cumbersome, but um, I thought that was a cool mechanic to have. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool too. But yeah, that was it for me this month. All right, cool. Moose, you play any scary games for October? So yeah, I played a couple scary games, but I didn't beat either one of them. Uh, Doom Eternal and Carry On. Uh, Doom Eternal was basically uh, just kind of an upgraded version of Doom 2016. It was pretty cool. I just, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't really get into it as much as I should have. I still plan to beat it eventually, but I don't. I just kind of fell off a little bit. Um, I got trapped playing a bunch of online shooters, and that kind of sidetracked me a little bit. <laughs> uh, you got carry trapped. On. <laughs> <laughs> carry On's a really cool game. I, I know we have a... A giveaway with that game but we'll probably talk about that later um that game's really neat you're playing uh the opposite perspective you're the monster in the game uh basically escaping out of a lab and killing a bunch of scientists and stuff um i yeah i didn't i put probably an hour in that game maybe tops so i didn't really get to beat the games that i wanted to but yeah i played them now That's it do me like carry on it's like a big red blob or something isn't it i think i saw a little yeah, video of it. yeah you're like a blob yeah. that kind of like uh can stretch certain ways to get through things and pull yourself in directions and whatnot the, does devolver digital make carry on yeah i believe so <laughs> that make great games dude yeah, yeah their games are games. fun yeah they, yeah. yeah they have, they, a, lot they have a lot of indie games for sure fall guys maybe yes sir is that Devolver Digital Fall Guys? Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay, I didn't know that. Kind of shocked me. But yeah, that's... Uh, I, didn't, I did not beat any games this month. For Doom Eternal... Now, you did not care for Doom 2016 that much, right? Do you like Doom Eternal better than that? So it seems like they expanded on it a little bit. So it's it's kind of weird, right? So they they seem to have more of a story in this one which i i don't really care that much about the story um but the story seems to be like a, a little bit more of a focus in this game like there's actually like a structure it seems like and you get to a point where you kind of get uh to like a spaceship and then you go through like a portal and uh it's it almost seems like it branches off but i don't think it really does like it makes it seem like you're gonna go back to the spaceship and then branch off from there again, but I I haven't gotten that far. I only beat like one or two missions. Um, but yeah, the the upgrading system in that in that game is better than 
than Doom 2016 as far as updating, upgrading your guns and whatnot. But yeah, it's it's essentially the same. If you like Doom 2016, you're gonna like Doom Eternal. Yeah, I tried uh, getting into Doom 2016, and I I I really want to like it, but like I put a couple hours into that one, and I just couldn't. It's you know, I, I put it, it down. You know, I just yeah, couldn't it was play weird. It. It was like Doom Three was like a lot different, right? I think that's yeah. probably what kind of because it, it it almost went back to their roots of just being like arcadey. Which, it's not bad. I mean, it's just a different direction than they took with Doom 3. Yeah, I like the idea of liking Doom Yeah, it's one of those idea games, you know? People like uh, <laughs> like video games, you like Doom, you like Doom 2016. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. You think you'll pick... I uh, really, really like Doom 2016. But like, Doom Eternal kind of gets a little too complicated. You have, like, a bunch yeah. of built-in weapons mapped to different buttons, plus your regular weapons. That kind of stopped after, like... Five hours. I gotta go back to it eventually. Yeah, they make you kind of like uh, a utility knife or something. Yeah, like <laughs> a flamethrower on your shoulder, and you got like regular uh, grenades and freeze grenades and gadgets and gear. And so yeah, it's kind of a lot different, but uh, it it seems cool. I mean, I'll probably go back and beat it eventually. I think I got to be in the mood for it a little bit more. All right, cool. And as Moose mentioned, we do have a giveaway. We'll announce it near the end of the episode for Carrion for the Nintendo Switch. So thanks, everyone, to send us an email to beatofthemonth at gmail.com. Keep an eye out. We'll do more of these giveaway-type things probably in the future. Um, and again, we'll get to announce the winner closer to the end of the episode. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and round things out. Uh, the scary games where I played for October. Uh, I played Resident Evil 7. So again, like um, Darkseid and Melvin play some Resident Evil games. We talked about that on the last Resident Evil episode we had. So check that out to hear my thoughts on that. Overall, I thought it was a great game. If you haven't played Resident Evil in a while, if you heard bad things about 6, um, play 7. It was kind of like a refresh of the series. It doesn't go into a lot of the complex plot of Umbrella and things like that. Uh, and if you're new to this series too, I would say give it a shot because again, it kind of starts it you know gets rid of all that convoluted plot stuff. Yeah, for sure. Skip six, go to seven. And then the next game I played, Fatal Frame Two: Crimson Butterfly. This was a game I've owned forever, and I just never got around to playing it. Um, it's for PlayStation Two. It also came out on Xbox. Uh, Muff, you might be interested in this. Made by Tecmo. So the people that made Tecmo <laughs> Super Bowl made Fatal Frame 2, Crimson Butterfly. Pretty much the yeah, same I, I game. Played, uh, I played Crimson Skies a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that famous first-person shooter, Crimson Skies. <laughs> Bass gets it. Bass remembers, Brian. <laughs> so Fatal Frame 2, it's well-known as being like a really scary horror game. Um, and kind of the basic premise is... You are playing as uh, one of a set of twins, and you end up getting trapped, twin girls, and you end up getting trapped in this abandoned village. And you find out that in this abandoned village, they had this ritual where they would sacrifice these twins. So, you know, you're kind of like waiting, for, you know, you know, something bad's going to go down with you because you're a set of twins. Um, it plays like Resident Evil, except you don't have guns, you have a camera. And the way that you damage the ghosts who are the main enemies throughout the game is that you take a picture of them with the camera and you get different types of film that give you different powers. And then um, 
like the the mechanic of the game is it's a third person game but when you use the camera then it goes into first person and then you're kind of looking around and then when you take the picture of the ghost dictates how much damage you do against them and if you get like a perfect shot that's what's called a fatal frame and that does the Mm. most damage overall i mean the the movement of the game was pretty clunky i mean like going back to the first couple resident evil games um I mean, those have clunky controls. This one, it has an option, so you don't have to do tank controls, but it just feels like you're kind of very slow. Um, you get caught on the environment a lot. Um, but uh, overall, I mean, great ambience. Like, the environments are are very spooky. Um, they do all kind of look the same. Like, it's not a very big game world. I mean, you're in this little village, and there's really only a handful of buildings that you go into, and then all the buildings look very similar. They're just worn down, like... Japanese village buildings um but I mean it was cool it, it was scary um the cutscenes were really scary it's kind of like you know going from like Japanese horror games um where like straight out of the ring or something like that so that was probably the scariest part of the game and the way you go about like you gain experience when you kill the enemies so there it's more of a balance of you don't necessarily want to run away from every enemy you want to fight them so you can get experience and build up your camera to make the shots you do take more damage. Um, but So you really want to get as many of those fatal frames as possible. And you can get like special camera lenses that let you slow the, the ghost so that you can get better shots and things like that. The story was complete. So I played the first game a couple years ago. The story's completely different. So if you've heard, the second one's supposed to be like the highlight of the franchise. So if you, if you just want to jump into that, you're really not missing anything by doing that. Um, one of the things that was kind of annoying is you have those different camera lenses, but you can't equip, you can't switch them easily. You have to go into a menu to switch them until like almost a th- like three fourths of the way through the game, you get an ability to be able to like swap them with a button. I don't know why they did that. It would have made more sense to do it from the very beginning. Overall, I-, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, it was a lot easier than the first game too. So I had a ton of stuff at the end of the game, like a bunch of extra health and a bunch of extra like film roles and things like that um i I would definitely recommend it um i know it was on playstation 3 for download that's where i played it i don't know if it's on any other systems other than ps2 and ps3 um and then the original xbox like i said so maybe it is on the xbox um marketplace um the franchise is pretty dead though because fatal frame 1 2 and 3 came out on the ps2 fatal frame 4 only came out on the wii and it never came out in the united states so I don't think there's a way to play it at all. And then Fatal Frame 5, I think it came out originally on the Wii U. And I think it's also available on the Switch, but only digital. So they didn't release a physical version of there. So like Europe and Japan, they got kind of more games put out for the series than we did. I'm not exactly sure why. I don't think it sold very well. Um, but overall, I-, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, anybody else play any of the Fatal Frame games? Jennifer did. She liked it. Do you know which one she played? No. I played the demo back in the original Xbox, uh, but I had no idea that there were five games. I thought there was just the first two and never heard about any of the others. Yeah, there was Fatal Frame 3. Uh, I think The Tormented was on PS2. It might have only been on PS2, and then I, you, you might have been able to download that on PS3 as well, but I don't think that got an Xbox port. Fatal Frame 1 and 2 were ported to Xbox, and they also got some like extra features. Like I think Fatal Frame 2, you can play the entire game in first person, which would be pretty cool, um, but you know, I'm not going to seek that out and play it again just for that. <laughs> 
And then the other game I played, I played Splatterhouse 2. Mm-hmm. So this was a uh, old game on the Sega Genesis. Kind of like, it's not really a brawler. It's kind of, it pl- kind of plays like that. You're just going from left to right. Um, it's kind of slow. Your guy's real big and clunky. Um, so it's really just about memorizing the levels because if you make it to a boss and you die, then you've got to start all the way back from the beginning of the level if you lose all your lives. So it's basically just memorizing where enemies are going to come, what the best way to kill the enemies is. Um, I wish I would have had save states because I played level a couple of the levels like a dozen times. And I mean, I was <laughs> cursing up a storm because it was just over and over playing against these these bosses just to find out what their patterns were. I remember as a kid, though, seeing in because ma- the game's pretty gory. I mean, for a Genesis mm-hmm. game. So I remember seeing in magazines as a kid, like I really wanted to play this game. And I bet I've played it like a dozen times and never beat it. But um, I decided to finally just stick with it. And it took me a couple hours to finally play through the whole thing um and it's not that long so if i was better at it it'd probably be like a 45 minute game what's the uh is it like a beat-em-up type gameplay or what is it like yeah it's like beat-em-up i mean you're just going left to right i mean beat-em-up is there's not that many enemies on the screen it's almost like an altered beast kind of where the enemies are just kind of coming towards you and you kill them it's not like the screen never really stops i mean it's not auto scrolling but it's not like it stops and you fight a wave of enemies and then you continue. It's just like you're constantly moving forward, hitting enemies. Um, you pick up some items, which is cool. Like you can pick up like the pipe and then you like splatter the enemies against the back, the background wall, which is cool. Um, I wish there was more of that weapon stuff. Like at one level, you pick up a shotgun. It's the only shotgun in the entire game. And it's almost pointless. Like the enemies you kill aren't any stronger than any other enemies in the game. So I wish they would have incorporated that a bit more. Does the main character still wear a mask? Like level three, I think in that game, like I'm surprised you beat that. Honestly, when I saw that in the group text, like that game is really fucking hard. Yeah. Really? You just have to, I played level four, like a dozen times because I couldn't beat that one. Eventually I was beating that level with taking no damage because I had to do it so many times. You just memorize everything and it's all about just getting it past the boss um, and spiral. Yeah. He does wear the mask. The mask is like a big part of the game. The mask is like the, so the premise of the game, your girlfriend gets kidnapped by, you know, the devil or some ghouls or something. And then the mask like Always gives you powers. Yeah. And the mask gives you powers and then like kind of controls you. But I guess you let the mask control you because you get those powers. Um, so it's like Jim Carrey's The Mask. <laughs> it's exactly as a shot for shot <laughs> remake of the movie. Um, one of the bosses was funny. It was like the level five boss where he's like throwing potions at you and you're just like chasing him. And then finally, when you get to the end of the room and you can hit him, you just punch him once and like his head splatters. So I mean, it's pretty funny. Um, it's, I, I look, it's pretty hard to get a hold of now because the only way that I think you can play it is there was a remake or a re not a remake a reboot of the franchise in for PS3 and 360 and they had Splatterhouse I think one two and three where they had the Genesis games on there but even then that game's like fifty bucks now like hmm. for some reason horror games um, seem to retain their value quite a bit like PS2 PS3 a lot of the horror games there they still cost a lot of money you used to but be I able think to that get game it. wasn't very popular either so it's probably getting rare. 
Yeah, yeah, the remake was not well, was not that greatly well received. So that's probably what attributes to some of the cost. Um, so yeah, I, I, otherwise it was available on the Wii Virtual Console, but that's shut down. So you can't, and I don't think it came to the Wii U, so that's not really a viable option anymore. Um, and then a fun fact, when I was looking up about it, it was the only M-rated game on the Virtual Console. So I thought that was kind of <laughs> unique. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was pretty cool. I don't know that I'll ever go back to it now that I finally finished it, but it was one of those games that just because I liked it so much as a kid kind of had a soft spot th- to it. So I just wanted to finally see it through the end. Third one's better. The third one, I remember being really hard because like it's it's more like open-ended because you're going through that house and you can like pick your paths. But isn't it like you have a strict time limit in that one or something? It isn't really that strict. I think like don't take the direct route to the end. You got to take the roundabout way and you get easier enemies. I think is the way it works most of the time. But Yeah, yeah that'd be strict for you, Brian, but for Bash, it was no problem. <laughs> hey, Bash acknowledged <laughs> the second one was hard. So you gotta get yeah, it. I can't get anywhere in that one. Um, I, I, I do want to go back and play three because that's the only one I have not beaten now. Um, that's one you can actually move in and out of the screen, like in like Streets of Rage or something. The first two are just completely side-scrolling. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, yeah, I've played all the, the rest of the games in the franchise. Um, so I, I like it. It's a cool franchise. I, I don't know that they're necessarily, like, great games, but they're fun. Um, all right, and that's all I played for Scary Games for the month of October. So I think we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to go through our top scary games of all time. So please stay with us. scary games of all time. Bash, will you lead us off with your top three scary games of all time? Yeah, uh, no particular order, I don't think. First off, I'll probably don't want to waste two spots on this. Probably either Dead Space 1 or Dead Space 2. Yeah, we discussed that. Uh, two amazing second one's games. a little more action-packed. The first one's a little more atmospheric. They're both good. Uh, two's probably... Or this next one, probably Resident Evil 4, I guess. We've talked about that a ton during the series. I don't think i got to get back into that one again. And the third one, off the top of my head, probably Bloodstained again. A game we kept talking about all the time. So. Bloodstained was good. Might be a better one, but really like that. What was it? I was, uh, Bloodstained is good, but damn, you really like that. <clears throat> That's probably another situation. It's one of one of the games in that series of games. They kind of blend together. I just throw that one on top because it's the one I remember the best right now. So when you're talking about Bloodstain, I mean, you got to be talking about the uh, the main one, right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, the 3D or not the 3D one, the the Symphony of the Night one, not the old school retro ones, yeah. right? Well, I'm kind of blending it in with like the Castlevania, Met- Metroidvania, Castlevanias. Oh, I see. All right, gotcha. It's like gotcha. I don't know which one I can pick, but it'd be one of those, you know. Gotcha. Right, that one, Area of Sorrow or Symphony of the Night. One of those three, I'll lump those together. Got it. All right, cool. Emil, you want to give us your top three scary games of all time? 
Top three scary games of all time. Uh, for me, um, which Doom, Doom, the one that came out on the Xbox, I played with uh, Holy Assassin back in the day, and I remember that freaking me out because I was like the first time I played a uh, first-person shooter with decent graphics as far as the uh, horror theme kind of goes um, for Doom. So, so that that was that was pretty scary for me. Um, that had been Doom, Doom 3? 3, right? Yeah. It had to be, yeah. yeah. I think it was Doom 3, yeah. I remember specifically one scene where, like, we're playing co-op together, and we're supposed to run in through this, like, portal, and he's like, on three, we're going to go. He goes, one, two, three, so I run in, and he just stays back. And, like, there's, just, like, this huge, like, like, beast that I'm fighting, and I'm, like, screaming in my headset the whole time. And he was, like, just laughing hysterically. But, uh... Um, so that's that's one game. Um, another game, um, it was also on the Xbox. The original was uh, Bioshock. It wasn't so much more that it was like, oh my gosh, I'm freaked out. It was more like a creepy vibe with like that whole like 40s, 50s kind of theme. And you hear like little like music in the background and certain things like that, which kind of made it a little eerie. So, um, but my... So I'll, I don't I don't really know what my third scary game would be. I'd have to think about that one. Little um, nightmares, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have liked to play like Limbo or Inside because those seem pretty good. Um, made you feel empty inside, man. It's your top three. Yeah, that's my. It just made me feel empty. So maybe that's kind of scary too. I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you should give Limbo a shot. You'd like it. It's good. Yeah, I think I would like that. I want to do that. Muff, you want to give us your top three scary games of all time? They might be top three. They might not be top three. Just when you try to think back of how long you've been playing games throughout. I mean, our generation, anyways, has been playing probably most of our lives. I uh, try to think about something that stood out to me. Maybe not a favorite, but it was still really good. Uh, but as much as I like sport games and I like Halloween and everything put into it, uh, back in 1993, the Sega Genesis brought out Mutant League Football. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cool because it used the Madden engine. So it's just like playing Madden. But you had uh, all these different uh, characters that were typical Halloween-type characters. And uh, it wasn't just football. They had like different types of hazards on the field, uh, landmines fire pits, uh, balls would explode, uh, you could attack the ref, uh, and one of the funniest things was, uh, I was playing, and I got penalized, and the penalty was excessive gas, and so, <laughs> very fitting. Just, just being able to tie that in was very fun and memorable for me, um, because of how much I played the sport video games, and to tie that scary genre, it's not really scary, more comical, uh, but still, to take those type of characters and blend them in, it was really good. Uh, Bones Jackson so, in that? Bones Jackson, uh, <laughs> who would be Bo. Uh, Joe Magician would be Montana. Scary Ice would be Jerry Rice. Um, <laughs> Grim McSlam was the punky QB known as McMahon. Uh, so, yeah, they, they played off of that, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, then I started to think about like what game 
was hyped up the most as far as like scary games and you start thinking about like the mortal Kombat's when they had the fatalities and how cool they were uh but really what was hyped up that i remember was splatterhouse on the turbo graphics and when that came out it just because it was available to play at home and just the gore and everything behind it everybody like wanted to play it and not many people had turbo graphics back in the day i did mm-hmm. and they wanted to Me come too. over i was like fuck you you ain't coming over <laughs> and then uh Mark number was one, one of those good friends i was a good friend still am <laughs> sluts <laughs> then number one hands down of all time legit would be tecmo super bowl <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You had the Monsters of the Midway, the Nigerian Nightmare, and then when QB Eagles up there on that sweep, forget about it. Scary shit. All right. Buff, did you ever play Mutant League Hockey that came out after Mutant League Football? Probably. All right. right. Spiral, you want to give us your top three scary games of all time? Yeah, the uh, these aren't gonna be very scary, but have the the Halloween theme. Um, the third one's gonna be scary. It's the original Resident Evil. Uh, that's really the only um, popular scary game I've ever played. But I think it's very. Um, I mean, it's the original, right? In the whole survivor survival horror genre um, on the PlayStation. I feel like the scene where in the beginning of the game you're walking in and a zombie turns his head at you is like one of the most iconic video game scenes of all time. Like I'd never experienced a game like that before. Um, so that's what number three, the original resident evil, the, the number two, number one, number one are going to be franchises and they're not scary games, but they fit the theme of Halloween. Uh, number two is going to be a game I played way back in the game, way back in the day, ghosts and goblins yes. and its sequel, super ghouls and ghosts on um, NES and um, super Nintendo um ghosts and goblins man for a side scroller that game was so fucking hard (laughs) and you get to the end of the game finally like you play this game for fucking days and weeks you get a certain number continues it's so fucking hard you get to the end of the game you think you're done you finish the game finally you're so happy and it turns out you gotta play it again again and even in, in a harder mode to actually finish the game that was so hardcore uh i never finished the game I got through it once, um, and it was fun, but also very frustrating that you think you're done with the game and you got to play through it again. And then Super Ghouls and Ghosts for uh, uh, Super Nintendo was really cool, too. I remember the graphics being great back in the day. I'm definitely dating myself, but uh, I remember playing that game and, and the thinking the graphics could never get better than Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, but yeah, that's my number two. And my number one would be the Castlevania series. Uh, that's a series I grew up with. Specifically, the three games I would say were the original Castlevania, uh, the sequel Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, and then uh, on the PlayStation, Castlevania Sympathy of the the Night. Um, Original Castlevania, probably one of my top um, moments in in gaming for finishing that game. It took me a really long time. On the NES. On the NES, Ooh, yes. Yeah, that's rough, man. <laughs> yeah, it was so hard. It took me, I think I played it, and then maybe a year later, I played it again, just trying to finish it, and I finished it, and I was so happy with myself. 
just getting the Draculas tough enough, but then beating Dracula is so hard because you have to jump his fireballs or attack him and, and kill those fireballs and then attack him. Um, that with like Mike Tyson's punch out on only NES were my top like memories of, of finishing a really difficult, difficult game with just like three continues. Uh, Castlevania two Simon's quest. Uh, that was a really cool game too. It was far, far easier. I think I finished it the first day it came out. Um, I think me and my friends played it, uh, when it came out to the, to the early, early morning, just played it right through. Uh, the thing I remember about that game is that day turned to night and, and night turned to day, which was, I think, back then, like, pretty unique. Um, but that was a super cool game. And then Simply the Other Night, I just played recently this year for the PlayStation through Xbox um, uh, Xbox One via Xbox 360. Uh, that game was really cool, too. Uh, just the Metroidvania um, and, the, and, and, and just figuring out the world and, and going through that game. That was fun as well. Yeah, I'm, sur- I'm surprised you beat Castlevania 2 because it's not like the combat's that difficult, but I just remember it being so confusing about what you're supposed to be doing. And like some of the things that you have to do are just like, how would you ever figure that shit out? Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah, of the game doesn't make any sense. I don't even remember how we did it, but we just played it the one night and just, just ran through it. Me and three friends, we just took turns and just beat it. Maybe That's had a Nintendo Power or something that told you some of the solutions. Game Genie? <laughs> no, never had a Game Genie. <laughs> Super Ghouls and Ghosts, yeah, I, I just want to follow up on that. That's a great game, one of my favorite games of all time. And yeah, I've played through until you get to the last level on the second playthrough. And wow. you, have to beat, you have to beat the boss with a specific weapon that has short range. And it's just fucking brutal. Like, I just could not do it. Uh, but yeah, that that game's amazing. The NES one I do not like that much. It's buggy as hell, and yeah, it's not that much fun to play. But Super Nintendo one's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Dark Side, you want to give us your top three scary games of all time? My top three in no particular order. Obviously, Dead Space. Obviously, Brilliant. Platinum. <laughs> obvious. <laughs> um, obvious. Everybody should play it. It's it's terrifying and awesome. And it's great. Way better than Mario. Um, <laughs> next, OG, original Resident Evil. Um, I loved it. I played it a ton back in the day. I think I played it at least, you know, six to ten times, because I think there was like six different endings, and I got them all. Um, and I remember playing it again. But, uh, I mean, even to this day, you know, it's a lot of nostalgia because, you know, it looks like shit now, but it was, uh, at the time, terrifying. Um, lastly, uh, original Silent Hill. Mm. Um, I played that a ton also. Um, also terrifying, but uh, completely different than Resident Evil. Similar, but still different. Um, loved it. Those are my top three. Yeah, I might right. swap in Resident Silent Hill somewhere in my list, but... <laughs> I don't feel like doing the math right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Melbro, you want to give us your top three scary games of all time? Yeah, before I do that, one honorable mention, because uh, we didn't mention it, but uh, House of the Dead 2, best light gun, scary game of all time. Yeah, amazing game. (laughs) I prefer typing of the dead (laughs) 2. Uh, my number three is another game that probably wouldn't get mentioned, but uh, Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. 
That that game was so fun, man. I never beat it so hard, but that, I had so much fun with with that game as a kid, dude. I played it hours and hours, man. Now I never could get past that worm boss. I don't think the worm boss is insane. Yeah, like yeah. the Tremors looking boss. Yeah, because the thing about that game is if you die. Like, they give you a password, but you're screwed. You don't have enough right. weapons. Like, you're yeah, shooting exactly. that big worm guy with a squirt gun. Like, there's no way. <laughs> Has so anybody ever beat that worm boss? Anybody? I played? did. You did? Yeah. Man, dude. Oh, it, yeah, there's weird uh, spacing. You got to hit it right when it's coming out of the ground. I can't remember, like, the weakness of it. But... Uh, did you actually beat the game, too? No, I didn't beat the game. Oh, okay, okay. Kevin yeah. Van Bacon beat them tremor worms. Right, Brian? Mm-hmm. That's right. Great movie. <laughs> That's a game I would love that? if they re-released it somehow, but you know, I would enjoy that. But who yeah, knows? Yeah, I mean, co-op. If they added that to Nintendo Switch Online, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that would be a great. hit. Yeah. Uh, number two for me, I guess I don't. Last of Us, Last of Us Two. I kind of grouped them together. If you guys even consider those scary games, but amazing games, you know, zombie themes. So, um, you know, I guess I'll throw them in those categories. Uh, but yeah, amazing games. Uh, if you haven't played them, playing probably some of the best storytelling ever in video games. And then uh, number Completely one, agreed with you there. Number one, uh, Resident Evil Four, uh, probably my favorite scary game of all time. Has some good um, memories with that game. Talked about it on the Resident Evil episode. But if you do play it, make sure you play it on Wii. It's the only way to play it. <laughs> you heard it here, Nintendo Wii, <laughs> the only way to play. The the one game you should play in the league. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go ahead and round things out. My top three scary games of all time. Uh, number three, Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. So this was a game that came out on the GameCube. Um, it's kind of like Resident Evil in a way. Um, but what's cool about it is you go through all these different like periods of time and you control these different characters. So the main character is this girl that goes to this mansion. Um, and then she uncovers this, I think this ancient tome. And then she finds out she's got like ancestors that went and like had like interventions or whatever, like connections with this demon. And I don't want to spoil it, but it has these things called insanity effects that I don't know that I've seen any other game do. And they're just, it's like the highlight of the game. I'll spoil one where like you'll be playing the game and then all of a sudden they make your TV look like it changed the channel. Like it'll show like (laughs) Oh three in the corner. And then you're like, Oh shit, because you think you're getting killed by enemies. And then it'll flash back to the actual game. Like there's all (laughs) sorts of little things they do like that to kind of mess with you. And it's, it's so cool. Um, The downside is I don't know where you can play it other than GameCube. I don't think it ever got re-released or ported to anything. Um, But yeah, it's great game. Really scary. I'm trying yeah. to look it up. Now, you said it's called Eternal Darkness Sanity's Rectum? <laughs> Requiem. Oh, Sanity's okay, Requiem. okay. I got a link for that one, Melvin. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I think it's only on GameCube still. Yeah, yeah, which is a shame because, yeah, it's an awesome game. Um, I put a few hours in it and got sidetracked, but, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think I – because to get the best ending, you had to play through the game like three or four times. And I played through it like three or four times to do it because – well, I was a kid, so I didn't have any other games to play at the time. Um, where now, if I had the choice, I'd just watch a YouTube video of the ending. Um, <laughs> number two, uh, Silent Hill. So, I mean, I, I love the whole franchise, but really the one I remember the most is the first one just because I played it so many times. It's just a different vibe from Resident Evil because it's more like psychological horror and it's more like a – you know, you're walking around this big open town and you're not confined to a single mansion 
and um yeah just really atmospheric and you know you get this radio that starts buzzing whenever there's enemies nearby so you're like constantly on edge um some of the cutscenes are like really scary uh yeah great great franchise um and then number one resident evil 4 i mean really resident evil 1 or 2 you know would be looped in or grouped in there as well but resident evil 4 is just one of the best games of all time even though it's more action-based you know the, the game was still scary um again we talked about it more on the uh resident evil deep dive episode that we just put out but yeah it's it's a great game uh and then a quick oh what's up melvin yeah real quick I, I want to get your thoughts on uh so we haven't talked about it in the episode but on pt when you mentioned that i looked up some youtube videos and people were saying that even though it's like a an hour long this is probably one of the top 10 games on playstation yeah so that, i was just going to mention yeah it's so honorable mention pt it was it stands for playable teaser and this was meant to hype the silent hills game that was supposed to come out that never did um because hideo kojima left konami and he was going to work on it but all it is essentially is you're you're in a hallway and it just loops over and over and over so the actual like environment you're in is really small but i played it a couple days ago and it's they just nail the scary atmosphere like after playing like resident evil 7 and vr i didn't know if like regular games would scare me that much anymore but i mean i was jumping at stuff and just the way like when you're looping through over and over like little things change like all of a sudden you'll hear like a woman laughing or like a like moaning in the background and then there'll be like different like things written on the wall and then like all of a sudden like this latin text will appear on the screen and yeah it's really cool but it's a shame though because after that game silent hills that project was canceled they removed pt from the the playstation store so i want to play it so bad man i don't know where to find it though yeah i, I don't i think i, I, think <laughs> I uh, made it yeah so i think you could play it, it in dreams Oh, is that right? Yeah, I think I think it was remade in Dreams on the PlayStation 4. Okay. Yeah, they've remade it, I think, for PC as well. Um, I mean, if there's a way you can check it out, I, I would recommend it. It's it's really cool. But I, I didn't, like, I looked up online on how to actually, like, beat it. And, I mean, it's kind of convoluted. You have to do stuff, like, in very specific. It's like, okay, take ten steps, and then you'll hear a woman crying. And then take five steps back and look at the phone. And like, so I didn't really get into all that because that would kind of ruin the scary mood if I was just staring at a, a guide for how to do it. But right, just walking right. around for, you know, half an hour or so was really cool and spooky. All right. So I'm going to get into then listener mail. So uh, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, we had that giveaway for Carrion for the Nintendo Switch. So we asked for people to write in with their favorite scary games of all time. So Daniel wrote in, said Resident Evil. That we've mentioned a lot of us here was also our scary games steven wrote in said fatal frame 2 that i just played was his favorite scary game of all time uh alan wrote in he said my favorite scary game is dead space the necromorphs are some of the most scary enemies in a video game and they gave me nightmares He's Dark a smart side. man <laughs> i would agree wholeheartedly uh, i don't know dark side didn't write that in that might have yet because my name's dark side <laughs> <laughs> Nerleptic Trainer wrote in, said, In this month I've been playing some horror scary games. My favorite is Outlast 2 so far. Experiencing that creepy rush every time I play is something really immersive. Definitely one-of-a-kind game. Anybody else play any of the the Outlast games? No, I thought that was a driving game. <laughs> no. What is Outlast? Outrun? Are you uh, thinking Outrun? Outrun, yeah, man, I'm thinking about Outrun, yeah. Outlast, <laughs> uh, in concept, is similar to like Fatal Frame where there's no combat. 
and uh, but I think you're basically you 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 have to hide basically from enemies and run away rather than fight them. Uh, they're both supposed to be very scary. I, I wanted to play them. And then Rael Razor wrote in said my favorite horror game is Goetia. I, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. A point and click experience, but man, really engaging if I say so. I think this might have been a mobile game that got ported to the Switch. I'm not entirely sure. I think I've seen it when I was flipping through the eShop. A- anybody heard of this game? Played this game? Goetia? Go- no, it's Goetia. Go- okay. No, I haven't heard of it. Maybe it's, it's, on the, it's on the Wii or the Switch, did you say? I believe it's on the Switch, but I think it might have been a mobile game first. I'm really not, I don't know much about it. Mm. Point and click would be mouse, right? Computer, PC? Uh, yeah, I mean, people use point and click, like, kind of, if it's still that style of game, even if you're not literally pointing and clicking. So I, it might have been on PC as well. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, and then Michael wrote in, said, my favorite scary game series is Konami's Silent Hill. I've played every Silent Hill game and have been waiting for a new game. So, yeah, we talked about Silent Hill. We like it a lot. So, Michael, uh, you may have to wait a long time for a Silent Hill game, but you are the winner of the carry-in giveaway for Nintendo Switch. So we will send you that code. Thanks for writing nice. it. Thank Congrats, you, Michael. Congrats, well, th- buddy. Actually, there have been rumors that uh, Sony and Kanabi are working on Silent Hill for PlayStation 5. There's been lots of Silent Hill rumors, though, so I don't know, man. <laughs> like, that's I'll have to wait until something's announced before I start to get a. Uh, it'll come back. Melbro, no, when uh, when when do you think that it'll get announced? What do your sources say? I would guess we would get it in twenty late twenty twenty two. You heard it here. <laughs> twenty twenty two. <laughs> mark the calendars. New Silent Hill. Maybe we get a vaccine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, everyone, so that wraps up our scary games. When we come back, we will be just wrapping up the games that we played in October that maybe were not so scary, but please stay tuned. It's a game I beat before, but they added a new difficulty to it. It's uh, South Park, the Fractured Butthole. Oh. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> it's a continuation of uh, the Stick of Truth. It's kind of like a strategy RPG, kind of like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics or uh, like Shining Force. The first one played a lot like Paper oh, Mario. Love Shining Force. Yeah. This one, it isn't quite like that. The battlefields are usually only like four high by like eight wide. And you get like, instead of like just having a little helper partner, in this one you actually get a four pa- full party of like four characters. And they're the superhero characters from the, you know, the South Park episodes where they had the coon. Yeah. yeah. Just Cartman yeah. and like. Coon and friends. Mysterio, who you, Mysterion. Mysterio who you don't Kenny. actually know who that is. Uh, yes, Kenny. That's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're superheroes and like the weird thing about it is they they're just pretending to be superheroes but they actually have superpowers but they're just pretending and it doesn't make any sense at all but you just roll with it if you think about it too much you'll probably ruin the game for yourself just play it and 
Yeah, it's probably the raunchiest thing the South Park guys have ever made because there's no like <laughs> TV standards. Like, yeah. I'll just warn you now. This was made before 2020. There's a lot of police brutality stuff in it. Thanks <laughs> for laughs. I don't know how it'll play now, but it's South Park. You know what to expect. There's a couple DLCs. There's one that's actually like a Friday the 13th where they go to like the summer camp from that one episode. And there's another one where they go to Casa Bonita. <laughs> and, well, it's pretty good. Kind of short RPG, but that's pretty good. And I think you mentioned before, what like I have not kept up with South Park, the TV show, for a long time. Would I still enjoy the game? Uh, depends what episodes you've seen. I don't know. I bet I've seen but like season like twelve or thirteen or something. They're on like yeah. season like twenty two or something now, right? I'm like I'm like ten seasons behind. I yeah, think if you, would, you could I jump think, into it, yeah. If you played the game, you'd want to go watch the rest of the episodes. Yeah. I should get yeah, I got it for the Switch. I should give it a shot. Just remember to play the first game first, but it comes with it anyway, so yeah. I did I did already play the first game. I did already play Oh yeah, then you're good to go probably, yeah. All right, cool. Do I have to play the first game before playing the second one? I have the second one, but not the first one. I would recommend it. It's cheap. Okay. It's probably $10 at most. So. All right. All right you Emil, have you to, no, but you should. Yeah. Um, I have just the games I mentioned earlier. I guess just Hades, basically. Um, nothing uh, Nothing else. What else are you planning on playing coming up? You're going to play Celeste? Uh, yeah, I'll probably get into Celeste, and then um, I still have Dragons of Dogma. I still have that sealed. I feel like Darkseid. <laughs> I don't even have it open. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be a long game, though. I know that one, so that'll take me a bit. But um, yeah, probably Hades, um, and if I get frustrated with Hades, I'll probably go to Celeste and kind of bounce back between the two. Are you a Mario guy? You're not going to... Uh, I was a Mario guy when I was like 10. You know yeah, what it's I mean? more of a kid's yeah. thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you outgrow Mario. Most people do. All right, Muff, you play anything else in October? Play Fall Guys with Darkseid. Uh, mm-hmm. Season 2. And uh, it's still just Fall Guys. This is a little different. More costumes. Uh probably be playing that a little bit more if Among Us didn't get his big push, and so i probably play that every night before bed, probably for an hour or so. Uh, even that's starting to get pretty stale because you get a group of ten and if it, they're all strangers, like, two, three people quit as soon as they find out that they're, the game starts and they're not imposters, so that's pretty dumbass shit there. Um, so that's getting old. So who knows? Yeah. That'll probably fade away. But like when we have our big groups, I mean that that's that's far more fun because you don't have to worry about that bullshit. And then we're gonna have our uh, our deep dive on Among Us for our next episode. So st- stay tuned for that. We'll all uh, hop on, give our our thoughts on that game mm-hmm. in a bit more detail. You play anything else in October, Muff? Clash Royale. Still some bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Three towers, bitches. Take all three towers. Don't That's get the sequel right to Lord of the Rings, the two towers. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, you got anything else, Muff? 
right. I started Spiral? playing. Uh... Oh my god. All right, go ahead, Spyro. <laughs> no, no, go, Muff. Muff, what you got? Fuck you, Spyro. You can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Spiral, you got any other games you played in October? Yes, I have begun playing the game. So next month, in November 2020, there's going to be a big release, um, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I'm thinking about uh, purchasing that game based on the quality of it, the reviews it gets, and possibly also get an Xbox Series X when that game comes out to play it uh, in the best possible format. Uh, but before I get, get into that game... I kind of want to play some other RPGs released by CD Projekt. I've never played any RPG by them. So I started playing this month uh, The Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings on the Xbox 360. Uh, the plan is, after I finish that, to play um, Cyberpunk and then The Witcher 3 at some point, which I know Emil played and enjoyed. So uh, I've started Witcher 2, and it's actually thrown me for a little bit of a loop because it's really difficult. The battles... The very beginning of the game are freaking tough. Like this play, this attacking like three three monsters. Like it takes me three or four times to beat them. It's difficult. I'm not sure if I was doing something wrong. I looked it up online, and nope, they uh, they really hike up the difficulty difficulty in the early part of the game. So I'm just getting into it. I'm only in chapter one. I finished the prologue, and um, I'm I'm a little bit into chapter one. I played about ten or fifteen hours really difficult but for the most part i really enjoy it it's a little bit dated xbox 360 some of the controls are a little, little bit clunky um the graphics are pretty good though uh overall i think i'll really enjoy this game i'm looking forward to playing it you'll hear more about it next month and then hopefully getting into some of the other games uh, made by the, the developer why did you decide to skip witcher one because it's not available on xbox oh so is I it pc only it was PC only, so I was looking into it. I wanted to play the Witcher original, but it's never been released outside of PC, as far as I know. Um, I did some pretty pretty deep research. Even uh, the Witcher 2, I was looking to buy a physical copy of it because I do like physical copies of games. Man, that game is hard to find. It's not on Amazon. Um, it's on eBay. It's $40, $50 for a used copy. I uh, wasn't really willing to do that. Um, and I had it downloaded on uh on my Xbox through uh, through live games with gold, so I just ended mm -hmm. up playing that version of it. Um, but yeah, I don't think The Witcher One was ever released on any system outside of PC. Witcher is One there... needs Switch port. <laughs> are, is there any story like are, are the stories connected between the three games? I was about to say something. I don't know because I've only really recently got into The Witcher. I've watched a Netflix series which I enjoyed a lot, um, and the characters are referenced in The Witcher Two. Um, I'm not sure how the universes are connected, if they're very separate or if, if they do uh, maintain that continuity. Uh, but the characters seem to align a bit. Um, and the story so far in Witcher 2 is really good. Like, it's understandable. It's not too far out. Um, basically, the the, uh, the concept is is a king was assassinated by an assassin. And you were kind of framed. Your character, uh, Geralt or Geralt, was framed for that assassination so now you, you got to clear your name clear your name the opening animation for the game is really really good and the storyline so far even through all the side quests uh is pretty memorable um as far as i've gotten so i'm looking forward to playing the rest of the game getting into the series um eventually probably going to read the books so I'm, I'm excited about getting started with the witcher all right cool you play anything else in october that was it 
All right. Dark side. What else you got for October? For October, first a quick story. <laughs> Amazon Prime Days was happening, and I saw that they had PlayStation Plus on sale. So I snagged up a couple of those because I wanted to extend my PlayStation Plus membership. And they sent me the codes, and I entered the codes, and I realized that's not PlayStation Plus. I bought two years of PlayStation Now, <laughs> which is basically uh, Games Pass, except for you can stream games. Uh, also, so I was like, well, I got this now, so let's see what we got. So I tested out some games on PlayStation now, streamed some games. Uh, one of the games I streamed was uh, Star Wars Jedi Starfighter. I streamed the original God of War. They actually worked really well. Um, there was a, a tiny bit of lag every once in a while, but for the most part, you know, I have a decent internet connection, nothing crazy, and they streamed really well. So I was so, pleasantly surprised. So yeah. if you got broke-ass internets like Muff, you think he'd have a problem with, with PlayStation now? Yeah, Pro- probably. You know yeah. I ain't got no broke-ass internet. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you got Muff broke-ass internets, you might have an issue, but uh, oh, I, I, I didn't have no issues. Um, also from PlayStation Now, I played Metro 2033. Uh, oh. That is a little bit of a scary game, but I didn't finish it, so I didn't mention it. Um it's a first-person shooter. Takes place in 2033 underground. You're fighting mutants. You you're Russian. You know you're shooting shit up. It's it's fun. I plan on beating it before the end of the month. Uh, lastly, I played uh, Super Stardust Ultra, also PlayStation Now. Um, sequel to Super Stardust HD from the PlayStation Three days. Um, it's twin stick shooter. I've talked about it before because I played it a couple months ago, or I played the the HD version a couple months ago. It's fun. You know, you know what you're getting into. Are you um, dark side? Yeah. Question on the streaming. So does that mean that you don't have to download the entire game? Correct. You Correct. don't download okay. the game at all. You, you're, you're streaming it. Like it's basically Netflix, but video games. And it works really well. You you can play it on your, on your, on your PC so if you're not where your PlayStation's at on your PC, you can play it there. It's very, uh, I don't have any issues streaming any of the games. <laughs> yeah, I've only had it a few, or not even a few weeks, just a couple weeks, and I'm, I'm happy with it so far. Best so, mistake you ever made. Yeah, it is, probably. All right. That's not it. Oh, well, we played Spiral. Fall Guys, and we played, oh, you're talking about something else. Spiral Dark Side and I, Dude Bro, Friday 13th. Oh, shit. Yeah, why didn't you that? That is a really fun game. I've heard it is. I want to check it out. That game is pretty cool, actually. So one person's Jason, and the other people are, uh, like, the, the campers or whatever? Is that how that Count- game works? Counselors. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's like, eight uh, camp counselors, and then one person plays Jason. And basically, Jason's job is just to kill everybody before the time runs out. And the counselor's job is to either escape or die. <laughs> uh, there's no way to kill Jason. You can only knock him out temporarily. That's not um, true. That no, naked nobody's... that that naked dancing motherfucker killed me. No, the time ran out. <laughs> oh, I you... thought I died. No. <laughs> Fuck that dancing bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, the counselors basically have to go around to the different. Uh, cabins and find different materials to protect themselves or to 
start a car like there's a car there's a couple cars there and you have to find gas you have to find the keys or the battery or whatever and you can also um, find fuses to fix fuse boxes so that you can call the police and they'll show up and take you out of there and uh walkie talkie call your homie yeah it's a lot of fun um it's glitchy as fuck and it doesn't look that great but you get some friends together it's fun yeah it is yeah it's pretty scary too you know when you're being chased by jason like there's musical cues and visual cues mm-hmm. um yeah it's pretty neat the concept yeah. and there and are some... he's, he's just there all of a sudden and you're just like fuck <laughs> there he is yeah there are some good death animations where Jason will take an axe to your dick, you know, <laughs> or, or like smash your head with his hands. It's pretty good. Isn't that another game where if people like get into the game and they aren't Jason, they'll just quit out and now you're sure to play? Haven't had that happen yet since we've played. I heard that was a problem. Like I maybe earlier on. I see them doing that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. People are assholes, man. Mm-hmm. True. That's coming from you. People are anyway. assholes, but our audience, you know, they're the best people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We you know, yeah, you know damn well anybody listen to us a little bit, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, carry on. <laughs> All right, Dark said you got anything else? Uh, no, that's it. All right, Melbro, you got any other games you played for October? Yes, I played Wargroove, and I beat that in October as well. Um, I talked about it on the previous episode, but it's a um, strategy game similar to um, Advance Wars, which I think came out on uh, one of those Game Boy mm. systems. I don't know which one. But uh, it's really similar to that, where, you know, it's kind of uh, also like a red alert if you played that on some of the earlier PlayStation consoles. Um, pretty dope game, though, man. Um, story is kind of shit, but just overall fun. <laughs> um, you know, just strategizing in terms of moving your troops to advance and, you know, capture castles and stuff like that. So if you like those type of games, I think this is probably the best one on Switch that you'll find. And I'm playing a bunch of other games, kind of dabbling in it. But uh, once I, you know, get some, uh, get a little further, I'll talk about those in uh, future episodes. All right. Dabble with these nuts. Sounds good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I'm going to round things out then. Uh, Last, certainly not least, Super Mario Galaxy is the game that I beat in October. Oh, man. So, so boring. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, the the Super Mario 3D All-Stars came out. So I played Mario 64 last month. I did the bare minimum to beat it. Uh, I may go back and clean things up. But a lot of the, the missions you have to do in that are just kind of not that much fun or tedious where super mario galaxy is an incredible game i mean every mission you do is fun um i mean i've gotten 90 out of the 120 stars you only need 60 stars to beat it so you only need to do like half the stuff to beat the game but i've got 90 right now i mean there was one that stands out as not being fun the rest of them were all about a blast to play um so after you beat it you finish but you just keep going yeah, so once you beat Bowser, after you get, like, the 60 stars, then you just go back, and there's um, there's still half the game, really, left to do. Um, so you can kind of pick and choose whatever 60 stars that you want to beat throughout the game. So it's really open-ended in terms of, like, how you want to play through the game. Um, I mean, it's just, to me, the perfect blend of, like exploration there's really not that much exploration it's way more linear than super mario sunshine or uh super mario 64 there is a little exploration sometimes so it's definitely not as straightforward as like 
you know, the old school Mario games where you're just running left to right or something like um, Super Mario 3D World that came out on the Wii U is going to come out on the Switch. So it just really hits that that sweet spot that makes it a lot of fun. Um, and then the, you know, you may call it a gimmick of like running around on the planets, but that just never gets old. I mean, it's such a cool mechanic when you're running around and like you're upside down and stuff. And like, like in Mario Kart 8, when you're like, you go upside down on the track, it really never feels like you're upside down. Like the camera moves and it just feels like you're driving forward where this really gives you the effect that you are, you are upside down because the camera doesn't always flip when you flip. Uh, and you would think that would like make the controls kind of jacked up but i mean it really doesn't uh i mean the, it controls really well um yeah i think it's uh the greatest 3d mario game except for um super mario galaxy 2 uh, which just barely gets the edge just because there's there's a bit more content there uh, i mean super mario odyssey is great but some of there were so many moons to get that they kind of lost their kind of they they weren't that special when you got one because you were like always getting them for doing like minimal stuff um yeah, it's just fantastic game. And Melvin, I know you're a big music guy. I mean, the soundtrack is just phenomenal. And Gusty Garden Galaxy is like one of the best video game tracks of all time. I mean, it's just a great song. It's a great song. Um, so if you get, if you have Super Mario 3D All Stars, I would really recommend just going to Galaxy. I mean, if you if you want to play them in order, so you're not kind of let down when you go back to play the other ones but if you're starting to play mario 64 and you're not finding it that fun i would just skip and go to galaxy because i mean galaxy is an incredible game yeah that's what i'm wondering like if i play galaxy and then i try and go to sunshine or 64 will it just kind of ruin it for me it might it might a little bit um i mean galaxy is really just everything refined i mean if you like the more open-ended exploration um, where you're trying to, it's almost like a puzzle you're trying to figure out, like the objective's not super clear, then you may gravitate to those games a bit more. But um, I think Mario Galaxy is just kind of the like most polished like refinement of that formula. Like it, it just kind of is the best, the best of both worlds, I'd say, with the Mario franchises. All right. So what's the gimmick with that game though? Like with the physical copy, it's only available for a limited time. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's bizarre. So even the digital copy, they have oh, said. Oh, there's got to wow. be some big bizarre gimmick thing with Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really bizarre. Like even the digital copy, they said is only going to be available through I think the end of March. I have no huh. idea why they are doing that. I don't know. Maybe if they'll go back on it. Um, so I mean, it sold crazy well. I mean, I'm sure it would have sold really well despite their you know kind of fake limited availability that they're putting on it. But yeah, if if you're at all interested in those games, I mean, I would I would scoop it now because I would almost guarantee it's not getting a price drop before it it leaves stores, you know, possibly forever. So, I I would I would definitely pick it up. Interesting. All right. So, that's going to do it for the games we played for October. Uh so we're going to round things off with some quick trivia. Um, so I came up with some scary theme trivia. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. First question. How many Resident Evil games were released in America for the PlayStation 2? Oof. Two. Let's see. For the PlayStation 2? For the PlayStation Ooh. 2. It is more than two. So there's Code Veronica X. Jennifer said two. Code Veronica X. That was on PlayStation Code 2? Veronica X. Yeah, I got ported. Uh, okay. That's the only one I can. Resident Evil 4. Yeah, 4 got re released. Yeah. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure the originals got re released on the system too, right? 
Operation Raccoon City. File one and file two. Oh yeah, file one, file two. Uh, Dead aim. Uh, Dead aim. That's yeah. Resident Evil Dead aim. That's five. Um, were any of those light gun games released on the PlayStation Two? That's the that's a light gun game. No, I mean like uh, the, the Dark, like the Dark Side Chronicles or. Yeah, I think it's just Dead Aim. Okay. So that's five. We we're talking about just America, right? That's it, just America. We're not gonna fuck our life up by saying no. Japanese also. No, okay. no, no talking Yakuza America. taking place. <laughs> talking about America. Uh, what do you guys say? Five. Yeah, let's go with five, buddy. Five. That's it. Sure. You got them. Be... You got them yeah. all. Resident Evil wow. 4, Code Veronica X, Dead Aim, and then Outbreak, File 1, File 2. You got it. We're the best. All right, next question. Which of these systems did not get a version of Resident Evil 2? GameCube, Dreamcast, PlayStation 2, Game.com, Nintendo 64. Game.com. PlayStation 2. Nintendo 64. No, Game.com had a Resident Evil 2. I'll say N64. That's a trick question, then. They all no. have a version of Resident Evil. No. Oh, no, not Play- wait, wait. PlayStation 2 didn't have it. Uh, wait, a version of what? Resident Evil 2. Oh, just Resident Evil 2. I thought you said re- just a Resident Evil game. PlayStation 2. PlayStation You're right, 2, PlayStation Brian. 2. Which I kind of gave that away in the previous mm. question when you listed all the PS2 games, and Resident <laughs> Evil 2 wasn't one of them. But you are correct. All right, next question. How many Silent Hill games are there? That were released in North America. Four. Silent Hill one, Silent Hill two, three, four. The room. So that's four. The homecoming. Homecoming's five. Downpour. Uh, is six. Uh, the Silent Hill remake on Wii. That's seven. Are we counting this playable teaser shit? No, I did okay. not count that. What was the remake called for the Wii? Uh, Shattered Memories. Did you already yeah. say that? Okay, yeah, never mind. Sorry. Are you counting both versions of Shattered Memory, Brian? No, no, you, just the one. So, okay. yeah, you guys are at seven. Uh, there was one on the PSP. I can't remember that one, but that was a PSP and also PlayStation 2. Are you counting the light gun game? The no. arcade game, I mean. No, okay. no, yeah, not that. Are you counting the graphic novel on the PSP? Um, was that the Silent Hill Experience or whatever? Yes. No, yes. no, I'm not. I'm not counting that. But but you are counting the other Silent Hill game on the PSP that was like a dungeon crawler type game. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Side's crazy. Um, I am not counting. How many is that? <laughs> it is nine. Nine. Um, what the fuck else was there? Too many of them. Uh, there was the. Uh, <laughs> Silent Hill HD collection on the PlayStation 3. I did not count that. Oh. Oh, snap. Um, Incomplete request. <laughs> is that it? Anybody that's else it. anything else? You guys Nine? got it. No, that's Nine? it. Nine, Nine games, Nine. yeah. Damn, Dark yeah. Side. Silent Hill Book of Memories. That was for the PlayStation Vita. But yeah, We can't miss, guys. We can't miss. Crawl. Oh, shit. Oh, All it was right. Vita, not the PSP. <laughs> yeah, but you, you got it. There was a, a shitty dungeon crawler. You tried right. to trick us, guys. I'll you take guys this are... next one, guys. I'll so take far. this next one. All right. All right. Melvin, this is just for you. Which of, these, which of these is not a real horror game title? Ill Bleed, Bloodless, The Dying Light, Mansion of Hidden Souls, Ring, Terror's Realm. 
is he's screwed, man. It's the <laughs> second or third one. It's either ill so ill bleed. That doesn't sound like some real shit. Oh, it's real. <laughs> ill bleed is real. Ill bleed is oh, real. Snap. And what do you James, think this James ring of the hit this ring of the hidden uh soul is real? I think it was a, a Wii game. Ring of the Hidden Soul, a Wii game. Do you want me to repeat the titles? Yeah, repeat them. All right. Ill Bleed, Bloodless, The Dying Light, Mansion of Hidden Souls, Ring, Terror's Realm. I could be wrong. Maybe the ring, I know there was like a grudge game on the, the Wii. Maybe I'm thinking of that. Mansion Ill of Bleed looks sounds kind of generic. Mm. Which one is? Mansion of the Hidden Souls? Sounds almost too generic. Yeah, my... yeah, I'm going with that one. Mansion of Hidden Souls is a real game. That came out <laughs> for, I believe it was computer. It was definitely on the Sega Saturn. The game that was not real was Bloodless, The Dying Light. That is <laughs> not a real game. Illbleed was on Dreamcast. I think Ring Terror's Realm was also on Dreamcast. I know what game you're talking about, the grudge game on the Wii, but yeah, that's a different game. Oh. All right, and then one more. What children's book had a horror-themed game made after it? Dark Side, you got this. Well, Dark Side. <laughs> Everybody think of an answer. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Alice. Oh wait, Alice. What did you say, Bash? Alice. Yeah, Bash or whatever, whatever. Alice. Yeah, Alice. Yep. Yep. Madness There's... Returns. Yep. Yes. Yep. You got it. All right, four out of five. That's pretty good. That's pretty Alvin, good. you messed this up, man. Yeah, man. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for this episode of Beat of the Month. Muff, you want to tell people where they can find us at? You can find us up on the Twitters at Beat of the Months, and the Facebook, Beat of the Month, on the Instagram, Beat of the Month, the Gmail, Beat of the Month, the Pornhub, Beat of the Month, <laughs> the Grinder, Beat of the Month. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You guys think that's a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, send us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Beat of the month at gmail.com. But, yeah, reach out any social media platform you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Next episode, we're going to be doing a deep dive in Among Us. That seems to be the big craze with all the kids these days. So, we're going to see what's up with that. Brian so Crazy's please, nuts. So, please stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Adios, Bye. 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 Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat so of the month. Tell me more about this titty, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin, come on, man. You ain't you know it's a, it's a titty, meat. You got, you got your phone on you? Hey, everybody listening. We'll, we'll edit this in somehow. <laughs> pull, pull, out, pull out your phone. Google Mama Doo Doo. Muff, I need you to sing a song like you did Beat of the Month, but incorporate Titty Meat in there. Titty Meat Month. Titty Meat Month. <laughs> Gotta get my Titty Meat Month. Beat of the Month. Beat of the Month. Gotta have me my Beat of the Month. Cool, Never cool. gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Dark <laughs> says you gotta sing that, dude. Never gonna turn around. Down, down, desert you. And just hook Never it to gonna love. make Muff cry. Never gonna make Muff <laughs> say I goodbye. I can't hear it at all. Muff, oh, yeah. turn Good. up your life.